Oh boy, do we have a really good show for you today. Not like normal. I mean, this one's going to be really good. <laughs> I promise. I got some great, great folks joining us. Uh, in hour two, by the way, uh, The Preacher and the Polish Girl, a new podcast available through the Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network. Thanks to Super Don and Ula and her husband, Mark. That's going to be fun. We'll preview that and see where they're going with that one. But in hour one, you know, we talked about anecdotal as the movie when we were back at the, the United States Health Freedom Congress in, in Minnesota uh, for that. And we met Jennifer Sharp and interviewed her pre-recorded for a Sunday show. Just had a great time that weekend and just said, can't wait for you to come back on. Well, she's going to be back on today and you can watch anecdotal as a movie. And uh, I got some stuff I want to update, get updates from her on her journey since that uh, release. She's a a very talented filmmaker as well. We'll tell you about the movie we watched on, I think it was on Amazon. We got to see it. It was very good. And more. And that's a whole lot. But but first, 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 everybody in this audience, I'm not everybody. I think a lot of you have not gotten the jab. Yeah, honestly, I mean, just like, and you don't regret it either, do you? But how are you on the highway? They say those of us who haven't got jabbed are more likely to get in traffic accidents. Let's find out if that's true for any of you or me or Super Don. After this, when we get the Robert Scott Bell Show party started right about now. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. I got a question for you because it's probably not the poll question of the day at the Robert Scott Bell Show newsletter because I didn't talk to Super Don about this. But I think it would be a great question to ask all of uh, our uh, viewers and listeners. Uh, if you have gotten the jab, you know, how's your driving experience been uh, since you've gotten the jab? Any accidents, unusual accidents that have occurred besides obviously your body? If you've gotten the jab, that's a that's a real issue. But I'm talking about in a car traffic accident versus those of you. And I think. In this audience, probably the vast majority of you have never gotten the jab. And uh, since you haven't gotten the jab, how has your how have your driving experiences been? Have you gotten in a lot of extra traffic accidents? Have you spun out on dry pavement when you normally don't? I mean, what happened? You slip on a banana peel? Is it the banana in the tailpipe? What happened? I don't know. It's the strangest, strangest story, which I, I could have swore it was a Babylon Bee story. But it's serious. Check out this headline, and it's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. You can't make this stuff up. People who skipped their COVID vaccine are at higher risk of traffic accidents, according to a new study. Uh, what Was this like the, the, the romper room school of, uh, of medicine and, and traffic? What, what, who did this study? It's apparently in the American Journal of Medicine. And they say that during the summer of 2021, Canadian researchers examined encrypted government-held data. I mean, this is sounding really, you know, kind of, ooh, it's, it's very conspiratorial here. <laughs> you know, it's like all of these people that are pro-jab, man, they're engaged in some serious conspiracy theories. Um, they uh, uh, encrypted government-held records, more than 11 million adults, 16% who hadn't received the COVID jab. They found that the unjabbed were 72% more likely to be involved in a severe traffic crash. Is that is that for real or is this some kind of uh, Matrix inspired movie made reality to convince you if you aren't convinced yet to get the jab that if you don't, you're going to die in a car wreck? Because in addition to all the other things that they now find the COVID jab doesn't do, like prevent COVID, prevent transmission, reduce hospitalization, reduce death. Maybe this is something that they found out inadvertently after it was released that 
we didn't intend to, but now we're going to remarket, repackage the COVID jabs as traffic fatality prevention shots. Could you see that as a drive-through service? Fill her up and get your COVID jab. And we've got it automated here, you know, because everything's automated. And we'll just, uh, you don't even have to do anything. Just put your arm out the window. We got you covered. Of course, never mind those that got jabbed and that passed out in their car at these drive-through so-called uh, shot services. Just astonishing. Just stunning. It's sort of like, you know, I, I, I can't wait to get Jennifer Sharp on because she, like, she makes movies, the creativity that she has. And in addition to this documentary, Anecdotals, you know, maybe there's a script there that we can come up with. I don't know if it'd be a horror movie or a comedy, a tragic comedy. What would it be? I don't know. But Super Don, I got to bring you into the mix here. Because I sent this article to you. Uh, your initial response was, this can't be real, could it? Is this a Babylon B thing? What was your It seemed pretty far-fetched. So Sketchy, I think they say in other countries. Sketchy. Yes. Yeah. Well, we yeah. say it here, too. We do say that? Yeah. We do say sketchy. I don't think sketchy is a cultural I, I'm old enough, and I say etch-a-sketchy. So, so listen, when you drill down into this thing, and it was funny because you sent it to me, and I was just mm -hmm. like, wow. When I saw the headline, I was like, man. I mean, where are they going to go with this? Where, what's, yeah. what's, where's the punchline to this thing? Mm -hmm. Because does, are they saying that because you didn't get the vaccine that you got COVID and then like COVID made you sick while you were driving and then you crashed your car? I'm trying mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, where are they coming up, coming, yeah. coming up with this conclusion, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it says here, um, I think, what are we, are? it's, they, they didn't go for too long here before you found out one, two, three, four, fifth paragraph. It says, of course, skipping a COVID vaccine doesn't, mean that someone will get into a car crash. Instead, the authors theorize that people who resist public health recommendations might also neglect basic road safety guidelines. <laughs> so, oh, oh, is that, is that how they and I, I, I read that and I what? fell out of my chair and my wife was like, what, are you okay? What, what have you? Know, Maybe I'll cancel uh, my appointment then. I thought it was for real. Okay, I'm not yeah, going to go so get one apparently if, if you skip getting a COVID, if you decided, you know what, I'm not too uh, excited about this COVID vaccine, yeah. this experimental mRNA untested vaccine, mm. um, I, I, I'm not sure I want to get that. Yeah. You apparently are like the uh, Dennis the Menace of society, <laughs> that you uh, don't like being told what to do, and no, you true. like to do the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and you're just a basically trouble, a troublemaker that will speed and run stop signs. Well, I think they pegged me other than the, the, <clears throat> the stop sign thing. That's not a good thing to do. Uh, in fact, the last time I ran a stop sign I, and I remember this, it was like, uh, I was still living. I think it was the, it was my second year. I went back to live at home for a while before I found a place to live closer to the university. And it was like an early morning. I was on the swim team at that time too. And I remember it was like, 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, dude, I got to live on campus. This is ridiculous. So I had a, a commute and it was like early in the morning. Nobody was on the road. It was kind of rainy and cloudy and misty. And there was this left turn that I, I just, I knew nobody was coming. And I was like, I ran it. And of course, the only time a cop was there, I got pulled over, got a ticket. So that's a traumatic memory, but it was long before I didn't get the COVID jab. So I don't know if you can tie that in and add that to the data here to validate. Well, this is, this is very, very scientific. This, the science here, this, that they've, they've employed mm -hmm. uh, in this study here is they, they uh, go on to say here, um, and these are from the authors. They're, they're asking the question, why, why would these people that skip their COVID vaccine, why would they ignore the rules of the road? Mm. Well, they've got a nice list here. Uh, distrust of the government, okay. uh, a belief in freedom. Hold on a second. Distrust yes, okay. of the government. Thing, yes. thing is about trusting the government. 
if you're not trusting the government, you're not thinking critically. Well, let's say if you're not not trusting, I got to do a double reverse. Yes, on that one. yes. You know what I'm saying about who in their right mind thinks the government is a trustworthy institution or institution? Well, they've, they've done nothing but tell us the truth forever. I mean, gosh, you know. Oh, well, yeah. You... Well, recently, they started lying to us. That's right. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Come on, yeah. stop. I'll it. get over it then. <laughs> All right. How about a belief in freedom? You would ignore the rules of the road because you believe in freedom. No, no, you know, that's they not honestly yet. feel like we're, we're all like five-year-olds or something. You know, the thing is, if, if you've been around the world to certain parts of the, <laughs> the world and you've been on and you've been in a car, right? Like I've driven in Paris years ago, the, the, the road signs are a mere suggestion. And, and if, if you've been to Latin America, different areas around the world, uh, Jamaica, good Lord, you know, I've been there. The, the potholes can swallow cars there. But the point is, we in America don't understand and appreciate how much Americans actually follow the rules of the road. I'm not saying there aren't bad drivers. There are plenty. But until you leave America, you don't really know what they're saying here. In Canada, too, people are pretty good about it. So I don't know if that flies. I understand the tendency. People that like freedom, I'm going to. But there's common sense and responsibility associated. You know, a lot of people that believe in freedom also believe in the rule of law, too. You know? Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, 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 it's this is it, this, See, that's the thing. If this you believe group in of freedom, people that consider themselves scientists are a bunch of morons that have just, I mean, they expose their, their bias throughout the end, this entire thing. So, I mean, really quickly, the rest of the list here, uh, misconceptions of daily risks, mm -hmm. uh, faith in natural protection. What, like invisible condoms? What are they talking about? And now, <laughs> you know, they believe they, they have an immune it? system, I guess, or something. Oh yeah, uh, and that's right. Invisible protection toward regulation, yeah. poverty. I don't understand that one. What are they saying that they're all poor, mm. and because they're poor, that they're going to drive bad or something? Wow, that could I, be I don't. I don't get the poverty part. Uh, yeah. Misinformation, a lack of resources, and personal beliefs are potential reasons yeah. uh, proposed by the authors. Now, here's here's the I think the best part, and probably the the most important part. Okay, where you want to see these people, uh, these these authors of this study, where their mind is. Mm. They say that the findings in this study are significant enough that primary care doctors should consider counseling unvaccinated patients in traffic safety. <laughs> you know, when I go see the doctor, I definitely would like to get a speech on how to drive slower and wear my seatbelt. Right. In their you know, Ferrari. maybe. No pun intended, but I think the doctor needs to stay in their lane probably. Yeah. Okay. How about the economic punishment? You know that they're going to foist on mm. it. Say, well, hey. yeah, they double down on the rest yeah. of this here. They say that uh, insurance companies might base changes to insurance policies mm. on vaccination data. Mm. In other words, if you're unvaccinated, you, uh, you need to pay more in insurance because you're likely to run into a tree <laughs> or drive off into a ditch. I, you know, of all the years we've been doing this show, Super D, that's why we're almost entering 24 years for me. I don't ever recall covering a story that was presented so seriously in a, in a, in a peer reviewed, and we've gone covered a lot of weird peer reviewed medicine, uh, medical articles. This one goes to places. And I, I, honestly, this is like a bias against free thinkers, a bias against critical thinking, a bias against anybody that would go against the narrative. And how do we stretch and find a way to make those people criminals or outcasts? Or at the very least, punish them, as you said, economically by insurance. How do we twist and, and cook the data in this yeah. situation to connect the dots to the Honestly. conclusion that we've already predetermined before we, yeah. we put the study together? It's obvious that there was a, a conclusion they wanted to come to mm -hmm. when they started this study, which is something that happens 
a lot yes. in these scientific studies. Inherent bias here or what would we call that? I'm telling you, dude, you know, anybody uh, with any kind of critical thinking skills or, or, or you know, at least a few brain cells yeah. minimum, uh, when they read this, knew that this was yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. And then these scientists wonder why it is that people are trusting science less and less and less, this kind of science, right? Yeah. Why, why, why do scientists have such a bad rap right now? Well, it's because numb nuts like you get together and put stupid <laughs> studies like this out that people can completely see through now. You yeah. have trained us. You yeah. have trained a lot of people over the last three years to look critically at these things now because of what happened in the last three years. I think, I think about my daughter. She does improv. She loves to do improv or anybody that just comes up with scenarios like this. And it's like somebody was improving. Let's spitball this scientific study that we can do to try and convince more people that don't want to get the shot to get the shot. Oh, yeah. Hey, how about the traffic stuff? All right. To find out the real lowdown here, uh, I'm going to go to a filmmaker, brilliant filmmaker. Maybe she's got a script now already. She's written while we've done this opening on this story. She told well, this me would make a great it. movie somehow. It's I'm sure we could figure out a way, right? You know, the nutty People professor, uh, the sequel or something. Right? Yeah. Let's bring in Jennifer Sharp back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Jennifer, welcome oh, back. Hey. It's yes, so it's, good to see you. It's the unvaccinated, the horror movie, and it's just crash, crash, crash. You can see it. See, I knew you, yeah. you're already working a treatment. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> and, yes. and, and it's funny because, you know, I, I've had friends over the years in filmmaking, uh, in fact, and, you know, it was so great to meet you and your background in history. We'll go through that as well. But you also did that movie. Please remind me the name that one I watched on Amazon. Una Great Movie. Una Great Movie. And great movie. It, it, we and my wife and I watched it. We're like, dude, this is like a very intelligent movie. And you don't expect it. As you told me, you can't describe it. You just got to watch it. And it's really, it's really good. And it, it's funny because it goes through some of the absurdity of making movies and what you have to deal with to, to get a movie made, finance and all of that. And some of that people kind of know, but you just kind of walk through the absurdities that you, you, you're not even writing a comedy. These things actually happen. Yeah, no. And I, I mean, it's the absurdity of the system. And I realized like getting into the, um, the vaccine system and the doctor system that it's this industry that like surprises me every step of the way, like for real, like this isn't fair. This isn't fair. And the film industry, though, is exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. Like it's this parallel. I'm learning that I guess all these things are the same when yeah. power comes into play and people have, you know, some people have the voice. And so, yeah, I put that in my movie. It's really kind of a, a anti-industry, anti-Hollywood the way it runs movie, you know, from a filmmaker's point of view. And it's funny. And like with all this vaccine stuff, it's, it's fun to watch comedies. Well, yeah, I, I love to laugh. And, and we're laughing about this absurdity of, of a, a scientific study uh, trying to make the claims that they're making. Uh, I, and I just come back now to the documentary, of course, um, Anecdotals, the movie. And we premiered it. Thanks. Thanks to you. We got to premiere it at the, uh, the U.S. Health Freedom Congress in Minnesota. And it was so well received. And yet we that's when we met and, you know, we talked about the challenges you were going through as a as a filmmaker, as a human being and recognizing your your industry, the you know, friends and family members and a, a subject that was so touchy that it was, in fact, dividing former people who loved one another. In fact, I mean, it's like yeah. amazing how much this drove a wedge 
something that should have never been political or politicized because well, it's right. to a health issue, right? Yeah. And what was so interesting is we talked about it. And then the next morning, people like I did your podcast and we talked. And then the next morning, this was such a great experience is that I was, my aunt lives in Minnesota mm -hmm. and she, I hadn't told her I had done, I haven't told people in my family I've done this movie yet. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, I'm in the closet. I need to come out the right way. <laughs> so that they accept it i can't just come out with this right because right. they'll be like oh stay back don't judge I, me. <laughs> yeah, I have to come out gently i have to put yeah. it in their terms so that they don't automatically and i hadn't told her and i was um that morning just she stopped by the hotel to have breakfast and you came by and met her and she was so confused because she didn't know why i was there and she didn't and you were just like telling her your niece did a great movie and you sit down and and i was so kind of not <laughs> didn't know how to talk about this movie with my aunt because I was, yeah. I had been not telling people that mm -hmm. I was like, why don't you just tell her? And you sat down and just told my aunt all about the movie. And like, just, it was awesome. Cause I was like, thank goodness he's talking right now. And my aunt was just really quiet the whole time watching you. Right. Like, could you read yeah. her? Could you, I could, no, you read? she was yeah. just you, like, I'm just going to communicate <laughs> from my heart, my experience about what I saw. And, and, you know, I was just hoping it wasn't going to be, bouncing badly back on you but i was just passionate and sincere as the day is long about what i had experienced with you in the movie and sharing it with your aunt but as you yeah. said the concern because even they had been brought into the politicized view of covid and covid jabs and everything where you know even though you're family and have similar beliefs and backgrounds that suddenly now it's as if you know you, you have a scarlet letter or something yeah. has happened that it just wow it's so far out of a human experience in, in a sense of what we would ask of humanity. And, and yet there was microcosms within that weekend as we were talking with a lot of the people that were there. We were sitting at the bar that night yeah. after everything. And it, I was just a very much observant and you were so good because you are a great listener and you are a great challenger via asking questions. And it's like, well, what do you mean? You know, and this is how we learn. This is how I learn. And I, I observe you in that element. I'm like, no wonder <laughs> you, you were able to do this so well. You pay yeah. attention, you ask questions, you, you might bring, we all have biases in our experiences in life to any situation. But in that moment, you're like, I'm in a learning opportunity. I'm going to ask more questions, even though I was more intrigued and interested in what you had to say, but you know, that was yeah. part of the journey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, it was, it was interesting. Like I was just sitting there listening and you notice how many people just start talking Yes. You know, yes. and it was and it was right. And it got to race. It got to COVID. It got like we talked about all the, you know, all these things. And like, I don't even remember whether there was some kind no, of every, everything was a trigger. Everything yeah, was, everything was a trigger. trigger. Yeah. And then yeah. saying just it was it was an amazing weekend. And I had such a good time talking to you. And I'm I like I'm so excited to talk to you again. I feel like I'm oh, I'm going to see my old friend. And like, it's yes. funny. That we have to we have to connect like this. I mean, yes. This is great. Well, wonderful. I'm hoping we can see you when we're in Southern California next week, if it's possible. But uh, I, like I said, I, I just appreciate your journey because I think it's so impactful. Um, you know, and, and we're doing a documentary here as well. And I told you about that. It's almost ready for release. I don't think it'll be just my personal bias. And you're a filmmaker. We're not officially filmmakers, but trying to do our best to share these stories again in a non-political way about people who have been injured. This one's called uh, Utah Safe and Effective? Question mark. Uh, because there is a lot of politics, even, you know, what you think traditionally uh, Democrats versus Republicans and what we've seen as far as mandate or not mandate. Um, there's a lot of confusion in this state, which is primarily a Republican state in Utah. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that have a bias for the shot, too, even if they're Republican. So it's not all clearly along those lines as you think, even though exactly. on some level you go, oh, it's easy to divide it this way. It's not so easy. Yeah. 
it's it's interesting too and like so as i've released the movie and i'm, I'm jumping a little but just on that same wavelength like I've, it's been interesting because I've gotten, you know, the criticism that I'm used to is from the left, right? And it's like, you're killing people and all this stuff, right? Like, you you need to support the vaccine. Um, but I have seen, you know, a few th angles from the right. And I hate saying left and right because it's not necessarily I left know. and right. But how else do you say yeah. it? You know what I mean? We, like We got to communicate, yeah. but take the spirit with which Jen is communicating as I do. Try to get, even though we have to use the language, it's not like we're committed to, you know, that right like i'm not labeling everybody in but it's just the best we know what we're talking about yeah. but you know a few people you know would comment like well i just can't believe that people actually put that poison in their body to begin with and like you know kind of angrily so like starting to like judge the people who actually got vaccinated and then there was one more thing that was like yeah you know it, but there were things that could have been said in the document you know or that should have been more you know and then i and i realized like okay so with both sides i'm like um, the thing is, you can't, you have to meet each other where they are. Mm -hmm. Like the division is so strong right now that you can get mad that someone's an idiot, that they were stupid enough to put the vaccine in their body. And you might think that that's the case, but you commenting on that and saying that does not help the discussion. And do we want to evolve and move forward? Or do mm -hmm. we want to just keep calling each other names? Cause we, both sides have their justified things to call yeah. each other, you know? And like one person was mad that the documentary wasn't, harsher that it was more it was you know i think yeah. they didn't use the word wishy-washy but they kind of used it wasn't that term but it was like it felt like that you know it's like well it was kind of like what's the you know what's the angle why didn't you take a stronger stance on yeah. you know, fill in the blank yeah. i remember that i don't know if you've ever seen um uh, the movie uh let's see vaxxed from cover yeah. up to catastrophe okay when that came out it was so significant because for the first time we were hearing stories and seeing stories of people who claimed and uh, they were injured. And of course, it was based on deceptions that CDC, a whistleblower came out. But there were people on, let's say, I'll say my side of the equation that knew the danger of vaccines for years, maybe decades. And it wasn't strong enough. You 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 left them off the hook. It's yeah. like, well, that movie wasn't designed to do what you wanted it to do. And and your point, you got to understand the filmmaker's perspective. And, and when me, when I met you, your idea was, hey, look, I don't want a political movie. I want one that's bringing out the human experience. I know that it will be judged often politically because everything is supposedly now but your yeah. intent was not that and and then people say well i wish it was this well, you can you can wish whatever you want yeah. but and i'm saying experience the movie for what it is and then come off and start talking to one another about right. what you've witnessed you know and it's a great one to start talking with because it's like i mean a lot of the documentaries that come out that have been coming out are they they're great but they circulate among the side that already believes it and the side who already believes it just love the movies because they're like, yeah, that's so true. Way to tell us, way to tell us. And it's great. But like, if we all just sit there cheering for what we already know, then we're not mm -hmm. opening the discussion. And so this movie is not just to be cheered on one side and say, yeah, we're right. The movie is to actually be able to be watched by both sides and then both sides come together and talk. And yeah. if I come really strong, like this was bad and Fauci go to prison and all that, you know, I'll just lose everybody. Right. So, and by the way, I, I urge compassion. For those that have gotten the shot, you know, this is where I, except for Fauci, okay, <laughs> on a spiritual level, even for Fauci, but, you know, the guy, ugh, it's hard to, you know, you get that. There are people you go, oh, I don't want to hang out with that dude, uh, where he's going. Uh, but the perspective of your movie, Anecdotal is a movie, and by the way, we have links to it. It's been now banned on, banned YouTube, on YouTube, just like we are. So yep. welcome to the club, Jen. Thank I knew you. you'd be in it. I hope it wasn't my fault, uh, anything I said, but <laughs> they're like, you're going to be on Robert's show. Let's ban it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So uh, Super Don has a couple of clips, and I thought, I don't know if you know what he's playing or Super D, if you want to set it up, because we'll play one just to give you a sense of uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to see it, if you weren't with us at the United States Health Freedom Congress uh, back in, was it October already? My gosh. Yeah, September. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, so, or maybe we just play it. Super D, what yeah. do you think? All of a sudden, it felt like shooting fire, like stabbing pains, like flying down my legs. My resting heart rate just sitting was over 100. I just felt something wrong on the left side of my chest. My face was burning and tingling. This is my life. This is baseline. This is the new norm. How do I function and learn to function this way and how do I accept it? And within 10 days, I was paralyzed in the hospital and I am 19 years old. The day I took my shot, I was functioning, I was healthy, I was happy, and four days later, I can't walk. Now you're going to have to block out YouTube like we did. Yeah. You know? This fool is funny because on the next clip, which I actually did today, so that one I put together yesterday. So this mm -hmm. one I put together today and there's going to be an X. And the next one, right. you'll see it. <laughs> yeah, like on our page of where you can see and hear the Robert Scott Bell show, we had YouTube, but the big red thing and a slash through it and Spotify yeah. where we're banned, et cetera. So uh, have you done many more screenings since the one we did in, in Minnesota? And, and what can you tell me about your experiences different from what we you know, had it at ours, which was, of course, very favorable overall. It was very well accepted, of course. Yeah, I did a screening two weekends ago in Wisconsin and Minnesota. I did two other screenings and the Wisconsin one was sold out. So I'm blown away with how people are loving this movie and how needed it is. And, you know, one of the things people say on both screenings is they're like, I love how you are not, it's bipartisan, it's not political. It's, there's no agenda. I love that. And they got the same thing. Um, in Wisconsin, it was um, sold out. There were people in line to get tickets. Um, there was a standing ovation and there was a three hour panel after the movie, oh three gosh. hours and pretty much nobody left. I mean, after about an hour, an hour and a half, I think people who had to go started like, but they, you know, but everybody was like three. And then the first um, in Minnesota, we had an hour and a half panel discussion afterwards mm -hmm. until the movie theater kicked us out because they had another screening. Yeah. Um, so what I found is just this great discussion that happens after the movie and people inspired. And also in Minnesota, there were a lot of vaccine injured people who came mm -hmm. and that was new for me. They, I got hugs after the movie. I got thank yous after the movie. And it was so nice to be able to, to say that I was representing these people. And they came up to me and were like, I've never felt so represented. This is so mm -hmm. amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And so that was, that surprised me. And that was really meaningful. Like what I've gotten from yeah. a fellow vaccine injured. So, because, yeah, I just remind everybody that you'll see uh, Jen is in that movie, too, talking about the injury she experienced, you experienced as well. Yes. Uh, so you're part of that story. Uh, what in, in the Wisconsin one, where, what part of Wisconsin did you do that? River Falls. River I Falls. think River Falls. So, like, right outside of Minneapolis. They were all within, like, 45 minutes of kind of the Minneapolis airport. Okay, there were so two, that was just, just over the border into Wisconsin. Just over the border, yeah. yeah. And there were two legislators at the Minnesota one. So, we're trying to get this shown to legislators. So, if anybody yeah. has connections to the legislators, we want to show this to lawmakers. We want to, like, show people what's going on, people who don't mm -hmm. know what's going on. Um, and they don't because YouTube and any mainstream media won't play it and takes it off. So, how, yeah. how do people know? Well, and that's the point of uh, the the bipartisan, if you will, the apolitical sense. We need to get it to those people in politics, in in positions of power that 
could or would attempt like last time to force people or prohibit things, you know, the things that were all done wrong and not honoring uh, even doctor patient relationships. Those doctors that were concerned were ostracized as well, even though, again, the film is not about that. But we've you know covered that story as well. But that's what we're trying to do is get these people that seemingly lack that human interaction and compassion and maybe maybe trigger an open hearted response. Uh, but as you said, uh, in, in so far, the, those uh, screens you just mentioned, uh, it didn't sound like there was anything controversial per se in the discussions afterward. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. It was like, oh, but what was great? Oh, I should say, yeah. what was great about the, those screenings is that Brooke Jackson came, the whistleblower, uh, the Pfizer trial whistleblower. Oh wow! Who's in, who's in my movie? So they brought her out and okay. Kim, Kim Witzak, who also is in my movie. Her husband committed suicide from SSRI from Zoloft. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so uh, SSRI is like. And that's all in my movie as well. And I didn't even know, they didn't even know they were in my movie really, like they hadn't seen it. And they, so it was a really edgy, it was a very like smart conversation um, with people who are in this fight, who know things. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. that was really great. So if you're yeah. just tuning in, we got Jennifer Sharp. She's a filmmaker and uh, she's terrific. She's got the movie, we've talked about anecdotals. Uh, we have links to it. Of course, you just click on at robertscottbell.com today. I'm just going to click on it, see where it takes me. Anecdotalsmovie.com. Very simple. Anecdotalsmovie.com. You can't watch it on YouTube. They took it off. But you have a number of other places that you can watch it, including, I think, Odyssey is one of those. Uh, Odyssey is one. Yeah. And, yeah. And then also the Rumble thing. Everybody's like, go to Rumble, go to Rumble. So what's funny mm -hmm. is being a filmmaker, Rumble only posts things that are over an hour at low res, at low resolution. Okay, so, so you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. You could see it, but it's a little blurry, a little, you know, it's just not the best crisp quality. So I didn't mm -hmm. like that. Of course, I can see it. A lot of other people might not really know too much of the difference or, you know, sure. but I was like, I'm not putting it on Rumble until I figure out how to do the HD thing. And so while I've been waiting to figure that out, it's been three days, no one's getting back to me. This whole thing, mm -hmm. um, somebody has pirated my movie and put it on Rumble. Oh, anyway. really? And it's at low quality. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it just figures. I, you know, part of it, I'm sympathetic to those people, even though I'm annoyed by it, because I yeah. think they're probably meaning well. They want people to see it so desperately yeah. that they're doing it. It's not like in the past where I'm going to pirate this movie and make right. money. Up. Yeah. There's no ad. So, so yeah. also as I've released it, we I chose not to put commercials in it, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, that's a way, like if I wanted to make money, I could just put right. ads in it at least. And then I get paid for everybody watching it. And I don't want ads interrupted. I don't want... Um, anybody, I don't want it to be hard to see. I don't want it to be hard to share. So it's free. There's no ads, but the guy, the pirated version doesn't have ads either. So I'm like, okay, well, no one's making money off of it. So I guess. Yeah. Well, and that's a question too, sincerely. Yeah. How are you supported in the, these efforts? It takes a lot of months to years to do these projects and I don't want you to be homeless or anything. <laughs> no, it does. And it's been, it's been, that's why I've done it really quickly, but it was also timely anyway, but mm -hmm. I have gotten a couple executive producers to like fund portions of making the movie, like some of my in-person interviews, okay. I got that covered. Um, but no, I haven't, it's been a little frustrating also because Una Great Movie, my other movie was just released on Amazon Prime and I should be promoting that because that's actually what I can get money for if people watch. Yeah. And instead of promoting it, I've been making this movie. So I've actually continued down the artist path. Um, on the website, there is a donate tab. And I even suggest okay. like if you watch the movie and you like it, even a $10 ticket. Yeah. yeah, like even if you just like, like you bought a movie ticket, like that would help. Um, so I'm kind of like seeing what happens with, with some donations and... Um, otherwise it's just, it's, it is what it is. It's not, 
I'm not. Well, and you can feel better about yourself today because you're also promoting Una great movie. Yeah, exactly. I know. (laughs) I thought about that. I was like, I was like, yeah, no, exactly. I'm promoting that. So yeah, that's how you can support. Go watch Una great movie. Let it play. Yeah, and Amazon Prime, you can watch it on there for free. I guess if you're paying for that. Uh, Is it also available for rental? Download that Una great movie if you're not on a Prime. Yeah, you can go to Amazon and you can either rent it or you can okay. watch it. Um, you can also go to Tubi where it's free with ads. Okay. It's a great movie. And it's actually on YouTube to rent and free with ads too. But um, Yeah, so I'm not you- happy about YouTube. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't even yeah. be promoting YouTube. I know. It's like, let's yeah. watch it in other, other formats yeah. or platforms. Exactly. Yeah. So Tubi uh, is free with ads. So if you don't want to pay, just let it run in the background at least and I'll get paid for those ads. And then Yeah, I was but- thinking about the, the high-res way to get it on Rumble would be to break it up into – shorter you know part one part two part three yeah you know, that way i thought about that and that yeah. was in my thought too like maybe i'll do that but then will people really watch i was just figuring it out and now it's like too late the person who has pirated it has yeah. like three thousand views Already. so i yeah. actually thought fi- yeah in less than a, in like a night it wasn't up yeah. last night this morning and so then i finally just went ahead and i made my low res version public mm-hmm. um because well it's already low res okay but now nobody is um you can't search it. If you search anecdotals movie, the other guy comes up. So I'm trying to figure that out. Weird. we got to find yeah. out who that is. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Pull it so, down and and at least put like a link to the movie in the, in the chat or whatever. That but would be nice. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. interesting. It's interesting as a filmmaker to not care about, I mean, to that is weird. You know, yeah, isn't it? You know, like, Oh, they took my movie. Does not matter? Like I, I kind of do care, but I'm like, well, I want people to see it. I'm not making money off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make a difference with this movie. Mm-hmm. So, I really want, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm still working it out and I'm doing a lot of it myself with just a couple like producers with me helping me. And so we're always a few steps behind. Well, here's my question, Jen, then about the screenings can, you know, we've got people all over the United States around the world, but what if they want to host a screening? Who do they reach out to? How do they arrange that? Exactly. So there's a screening form on the website. And you can just go to the website and request a a screening and then we'll go back and forth with what you need. Uh, We have the capacity to show it in movie theaters. We have that kind of projection Um, and, you know, whatever you need. We talk about it. And I have to say it is a really great thing to have a screening like the the conversations are great. So if you have a capacity, if you have a group and you can host it, even if it then becomes in your living room and you invite six people over and like, hey, let's watch this movie together. Um, that's a great thing to do. And another thing in terms of inviting people and sharing is that if you have people in your life that are skeptical, if you have people who you've been arguing with um, about this issue that you can't seem to come to terms with, this is the perfect vehicle to share with them. Like this is finally, it's a movie that's not going to be super controversial. So you can share this with them and say, hey, if you are really interested in this dialogue with me, watch this movie, watch another point of view. And so that's that's a really good thing to do with this movie, too, because I was hoping to get it to more people whose eyes need to be opened because they're only fed the same thing the mainstream media does. But unfortunately, YouTube has taken it down and mainstream media it's, won't, doesn't want you on their show because they don't want to talk about this. So it becomes the only place I can talk about it are places that are leaning more right. And so how are the right. people on the left going to know the truth? Like, And you kind of can't blame them on a certain level when, you know, like they're being fed these things that they don't understand what they're not seeing. They don't understand that this movie was taken off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us to show it to them and then also let them know, hey, this was taken off YouTube. Like Another YouTube- thing we talked about when we got together is recognizing that 
you know, when we were literally experiencing the same events at the same time and having a completely different perspective on what we saw and heard. And that was a fascinating thing that we were witnessing in real, I was witnessing in real time. Like, wow. You know, we talk about perception is reality and how we perceive based on our own, you know, biases or, you know, what color my glasses are, whatever it is I'm seeing through. And uh, yet there's another thing in terms of the programming through social media that they know us through artificial intelligence and they feed us that which we want. And so how can two people perceive an event so differently? And there are a lot of big trigger events out there that the political right see it one way, the political left see it one way. You're, you can't talk to one another because you don't have any frame of reference. It's like, you're crazy. You didn't see yeah. what I saw. You're crazy. And that's the way they want it until yeah. you can come together with someone like Jen Sharp and you begin to ask each other questions and you sit quietly and you listen. You go, oh, I had no idea. And you ask more questions. And this is, again, the saving grace, if you will, is that we can come together in a movie like you put together. I pray and hope that it will bring those people right now that are, Unfortunately, they've become that which they hated, right? The censors. It used to be the political right. And my growing up that, that wanted to censor yeah. stuff. And now it's the left that are the cheerleaders of censorship. I was like, wait a second. How did this happen? And I think that if you become so passionately hating on someone or something, you tend, and this is historical and philosophically talked about, you become that which you loathe. If you all of your energy of hating, you become yeah. that. That's not a you good do. plan. You do, and you get more and more and more, and you and you feel that. And I think what was interesting that I think we can talk about because this happened after you know together mm -hmm. at the end of the Congress, there was a keynote speaker, and it was just really interesting. And what you're talking about, what we talked about, yeah. he brought up. He, you know, he said some great things, and you know this and that. And I know, like, but he started talking about the voting machines, and mm -hmm. you guys have a right to stand in there, and like it got really intense and me as someone who isn't on that bandwagon of of i mean i don't believe in the elections are fair and stuff but i'm also not like go and stand and challenge your, you know like i'm that's just not me so i started hearing it through my filter and i'm like this guy just took it super right wing like um let's make everybody angry and blah 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 you know and i and i was just like and a few other people were like yeah this is when i'm i'm out i'm out and then afterwards we're at the bar and we're talking and like you and like other people are like, well, what was wrong with what he said? Like, what was wrong? And then we started to realize that we had heard the same thing and just based on not even our biases, but like our perspectives and our triggers, yeah. our experiences, everything. Our experiences, yeah. We saw two completely different things from him just giving a speech about election machines. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Like yeah. I said, I, the perception I had wasn't the same as your perception. Yeah. And yet your perception is becomes reality as does mine. Yeah. And like, if we never talk about what we just witnessed and see how radically different we witness it, you never realize how unique this experience is on this planet and how easily we are played to divide us. Divide. And, conquer us. Yeah. and yeah. there was even a word and I don't remember what the word was, but it was some word. And you were like, well, he didn't say that word. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, word. he did say that word. And you're like, I didn't hear him say that word. And I'm like, no, he said this word. And then enough to like, but did he or did I just project that word onto what he was saying? Because right. I, I, I like we'll have to watch it again and see. But like, I know it's funny. And the thing is, if indeed and I haven't come to the bottom of that one either, if he did say a word that has not a let's say an emotional connection, it can be passed off and not even heard. Right. And yet if that word is something that you're really focused on and it hits an emotional chord or some experience, it becomes the focus of a sentence that is completely not heard by somebody else that doesn't 
this, this is just again yeah. these are the fascinating things that we it got is, to experience that it that is fascinating yeah. and it's yeah. and it's great to have these conversations and mm -hmm. and it's great like you know i i just because i've made this movie that like validates a lot of the things on the right and sorry mm -hmm. for plumping everybody together okay but we gotta talk just, how we gotta okay. talk so yeah. just because i've made a movie that validates these things on the right does not mean i am putting down the left either i mean it doesn't mean it's just there are things on the right that the so if you see how the left is so blind with vaccine debates like if you see how the left has become so blind with this and we see that there are also things that can you question are there things on the right as somebody on the right that you might be blind to are there other issues that maybe you've only been fed certain things to have your thing? So you realize we're all victims of it on both sides, just different issues. And so don't nobody needs to be on a high horse like, oh, I'm better. Oh, look, this liberal filmmaker just came over to the right side and finally right. she get, knows what's right and she's leaving the Democrats or, you know, it's like, no, no, we don't have to make this, a you know, like, that, we yeah. all have to check each other. We have to check ourselves. But this is for me, the, the, the great, you know, what I enjoy so much about being able to do what I do with this show, even like to be able to meet someone like you yourself and, and, and share and talk and, and have a new experience or, or learn something that I didn't experience in this lifetime. For me, that, that's my inclination is I want to know. I'm, I'm just curious that way. Uh, I, I don't know that I've always been good at trying to find that out. But again, as I observed in you as a filmmaker, also, you are very curious and you have a sincere desire to know, even if you have a bias like we all do about a belief system initially going in, then you find out, oh, well, there's a lot of depth there that I didn't know about that experience and it nuanced that. It's like, oh, there's some common ground there that we thought there was no common ground at all. And it's like, how did that happen? Not because the government made us sit down together or anything. It was because we are genuinely interested in each other and the experiences we're having on this crazy planet. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it's so interesting when you meet other people, like, and you know, how many people are in their tribes and are in their sounding boards and how many people mm -hmm. in your life do you talk to on a regular basis that doesn't agree with you? And it's kind of good to not, or has a different culture or from a different culture. Like, it's just, this is how you learn and this is what's beautiful about humans. But this is, unfortunately, a lot of us don't have diversity in our lives and that's just the way it goes. And, but then that just understand that doesn't mean that you know the do all die all answers. It just means that you have a certain view of the world based on your experiences and your people, but there are other people with valid views that are different. Yeah. Well, th these are the, the kind of things that you go, I just made a movie about people that were injured and then it opens up. Yeah. So many wonderful things because you put yourself out there. And, and, and again, I didn't know at the moment you did it, how, how, if you knew how controversial it would be simply for speaking a truth and sharing stories of truth that people were going through, even if you didn't have all the answers to it. And then, you know, come around back to your aunt and your family. You said you haven't fully told the, all of them. Has yeah. there been any follow up with any of them yet? That, that would be fascinating to learn. Yeah. So my aunt reached out to me mm -hmm. and she was like, um, I'm really glad that you're doing something you think is important, but can you please just, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around what you did. Will you please just send me the link so I can see it? Okay. And I, yeah. And I was like, yes, but then she hasn't watched it yet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's busy and she gets a little like distracted. So yeah. but that was her reach out. And mm -hmm. um, another thing I did was I paid my 15 year old niece a hundred dollars on Sunday to QC quality control the movie for me once I uploaded it to YouTube. Okay. So she lives in New York and I was like, Hey, I'll pay you a hundred dollars if you watch my movie on YouTube and for errors, for glitches, for, you okay. know, cause you have to just always like stuff happens and I get really obsessive and I'm like, I need help. Yeah. So she did it. Now my 15 year old niece is super pro-vax, super Democrat, you know, super yeah. like, and 
I was afraid to have her watch it. And, but she did. And she really, um, she actually sent me a text and she was like, I loved the movie. Mm. She was like, it was really, really interesting, informative and unbiased. Nice. And she said, anybody with an open mind should be able Mm. to watch this movie. um, And even if they don't agree with it and, and enjoy it or not enjoy it, but yeah. But so sure. that, was, that means a lot. So the people on the left who I've actually shown it to are liking it. I'm just doing it in a way I'm not, I can't just attack. Like I haven't posted on Facebook yet. Like mm-hmm. here's my movie. Cause I know they'll be like, Oh, ah, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. I have to come with a personal story. I we knew you, Jen. What have yeah. you done? You've gone to the yeah. dark side. Yeah. All yeah. I, um, I literally though, I mean, it was really interesting. Cause I, I knew it was controversial. My sister, I talked to her and she's like, don't do it. Don't make this movie. Don't do it. And, mm-hmm. and that's true. Like she's just like government people and, but I had to, there were too many stories not being told too many people who didn't know there were vaccine injuries. I knew I had to. So I went into an artistic creative bubble for six months and I made this movie and I love creating and I love making movies. So I was just in it. I, there was no other world, but my movie and the research and the ads mm-hmm. I got done. I showed it at the Congress. And that was the first time I came out of my creative bubble. It was the first yeah. time I wasn't prepared. And I, and then I got this standing ovation and I got an award and I was yeah. like, what's going on? And then people are like, and then there's like, you know, everybody's, everybody's, um, so this is, I think this is interesting. So then I'm, mm-hmm. the same people who gave me a standing ovation are the same people who gave the keynote speaker a standing ovation, which right. I must say, I'm not talking bad about him. Like he see, he was a very intelligent, interesting person. No, but it, the- it, it, when we, and just a, as yeah. a side, as Scott tips, his experience okay. going to the United Nations and the World Health Organization and fighting for health freedom. I mean, these are things that are not, most people aren't opposed to, but yet yeah. in, in the context of where his experience is and how he related it, that became the controversy in that environment, you know, yeah. how people yeah. perceived it, so. Totally did. I could tell he was a good person, but it was like that. And I'm like, oh, now we're going. So I'm like, and this is, I'm just being honest. So I'm like, now we're going right wing with this stuff and it's becoming political. And then I'm like, did I, was I just used, was my movie just used for a political agenda? Mm. So then I'm trying to figure things out. And then we have to talk at the bar and people are coming at me like that. And I'm like, okay, well, that person's a racist. That person's not a racist. I'm like, I don't understand where I am. I don't know this world. I don't know. I, who saw this. I was like, I just wanted to give you a hug. You know, I, I was totally, I'm not kidding. I came back and I had a panic attack emotional oh, breakdown. My goodness. Yeah. Literally like cried for like two hours wow. because I was I was just like, what did, what did I get myself into? Like what mm-hmm. with this movie? Like I'm putting myself in front of people in a world mm-hmm. that I'm trying to just, I just, maybe I don't understand and am I being used and who do I trust and do I trust nobody? And I also like, now what do I do? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was an emotional breakdown I had after I wow. made the movie and I screened it because I was like, what's going on? You talk about transformative experiences in a lifetime. I was just honored to be there at that moment uh, in any way and and to make a a, a new friend, I feel, you know, and I'm I'm like, honestly, that's that's, I want to cry because I appreciate so much your your journey and what it's adding to my life, much less all of those who are going to watch this movie or if you haven't yet, please do. Anecdotals of the movie. Also, you know, when you left, I remember you saying you were going to New York and, and I don't know, teaching something in film uh, school yeah. or something. And I, did was there any awareness of what you had done among that community that now you were interacting with in New York? No. So I'm teaching as a professor at the New York Film Academy. And um, yeah, I don't tell my students. It's it's so weird. And I and it's, and they might be like, it's not even bad. Like even with my aunt, like they might love it. Like I might be reading them wrong. Like I'm not saying they're all horrible and I can't tell them. I'm just saying it's my fear, but it's based sure. on what I've seen. And I just know a lot of people oh, can't I, handle and I don't want to get attacked. You know, well, I, and, yeah. oh my gosh, when you say that again, there are things in my life that I felt 
And that's why I think that's why I gravitated to your experience because, and it's not identical. It's just the similar feelings of there are certain things. I just, I wish I could just tell people, uh, but I'm afraid of what might happen. And, you know, so it's, maybe it's just a broader human experience too, but in that context, it was very real to me in my lifetime, the things that I've, I know, and I'd love to be able to bring to people that would probably reject it outright if I just come out and say it. So it's like, how do we maneuver it? How do we soft play it, you know, in a sense, because we really want it to land and we care about these people that might, you know, lash out at us that we don't want to hate or discard, but their choice in a sense, at some point, you know, this is what we've seen in the division of COVID that they've literally rejected, no matter how much love you try to throw at them, it was just too traumatic for them to consider it. And so they have to kind of maybe hopefully come out of it one day. And so the sensitivity I have for what your experience is, is like, you know, somebody else will yell at you, Jen, just do it. Just go out there. And it's like, but this yeah. is your life. You got to decide how to do that, you know? Yeah. And it's just really, it's, I, I just think what you said was important. We want it to land. Mm-hmm. And I just, we all, and I, I ask, we all need to start looking at this differently and stop hating and stop judging and, you know, and stop calling other people stupid because like, so you want it to land. Like we have to have these discussions, but we have to be a little more nuanced. We have to be a little more understanding on both sides. So I'm just like, with this movie, I realize I have done that. Like I have created Anecdotals is a movie that you can share with both sides and that you can have really good conversations with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I think we have a second clip, Super Don, to, to play. Uh, this yeah. is the follow-up. But I think, is this where you said you actually crossed out YouTube? Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. So this is very recent, a little clip from Anecdotals, the movie. Let's go ahead and watch that. We need humanity back. This isn't about politics anymore. This is not political. This is a human issue. I don't want what I'm experiencing to have some sort of political bend. I just want my story out there so I and others like me can get the help that we are entitled to. Let's forget left versus right, red versus blue, vaxxed versus unvaxxed. Being vaccine injured, I've seen hate from both sides. The Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. This is not a left issue. This is not a right issue. This is an American issue. Vaccines have saved countless lives, but you cannot erase people who are harmed. I'm asking you human to human, please do the right thing and help us. There you go. It's brought out through YouTube. Honestly, it's like a little bit of a badge of honor once you get banned by the or deplatformed. As much as I don't like it, you know, for our show, this show, it actually expanded the audience because, you know, when you censor something, it becomes very intriguing. It's like, I wonder what it is they don't want me to know or see. And so some people actually will find you more because you've been banned on YouTube and you you make it a a part of the story. Uh, Yeah. And we are making it part of the story. And I actually say like, this is the perfect film to, I'm ready to be public with this being banned. And we're trying to get some press about like big press about this movie being banned from YouTube. Cause it really shouldn't be banned. I mean, I have clips in the movie of Fauci, Walensky and Rachel Maddow, right? All saying, if you get the vaccine, you will not get COVID. If you get the vaccine, you will not get COVID. We know that's not true now, even, you know, we know that's not true, but you can look those clips up on YouTube right now and you can see Rochelle Walensky saying, if you get vaccinated, you will not get COVID. You can see Fauci. That is medical misinformation. That is on YouTube right now. 
they took down my movie for medical misinformation. And it's a movie called Anecdotals about, and I say, basically say we're anecdotes. I'm not saying it's scientifically true. I put the definition of anecdotes in the movie. And I also say we might be a small percentage, but how do we know? Like, I'm not even saying it's this huge thing. There's, and I'm medical misinformation. And I actually think if we can get mad enough and let people know enough that this like work of art, that's a personal journey was banned from YouTube then maybe we can actually get enough, this is the thing that can get enough attention to make them stop censoring so much. Because with what's going on with Twitter, there's just a more enlightened thing happening that I'm like, this could be the movie that brings down YouTube censorship, but right. I, I think it's the right platform for it. So everybody like share it and know this was censored. It shouldn't be. It is. And I'd love to be able to be with you if there's a, a, a screening somewhere to do that, to witness it or if be part of the Q&A, whatever. But my gosh, this is the, where the conversations have to happen. They don't yes. want us to have them. That's why they work so feverishly to foment the division and feed, you know, the yeah. emotions and the anger of either side. And, uh, you know, we have, as I said, much, much more in common than we have that would divide us when we get together. I mean, we have a, a natural inclination to want to be able to get along with people because it's in our own best interest. I mean, my gosh, to be at war all the time, it, you know, psychologically or physically, it's just it's not how you go through life and have a happy, long life. Yeah, There's so much more to life, and these people have been harmed. They have, uh, they've suffered, and and we've lost friends. And still and suffering. Yeah, and they're still <laughs> suffering. You're right, and uh, I I don't know how. I don't know, you know, the end game if there is one in this regard. But I know that we must continue to communicate or start for the first time, and get beyond all the labels, even if we have to use them occasionally in communication. But recognize the heart of what it's coming from and the real experiences people have like the compassion that is lost watching these people who have been injured who you know for the most part if they got the jab they were all in for the most part there are some that were so coerced into it. we know that but many of them were like volunteering it's like i was doing my duty in fact mm -hmm. some of the interviews i did for this utah safe and effective film coming out soon including brian dressen who started react 19 uh you know it was all about this is not why did it this shouldn't be political and yet everything is 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 twisted in that way because there's another agenda and it's not your agenda jennifer it's not my agenda but it becomes ours if we are unconscious and we are not critical thinkers about the information that we're even experiencing and and, and judging from our own experience realizing well they're judging it from theirs i wonder what their experience was and is and i'm just so grateful that we get to have this conversation and it took a long time for you to come back on i thought i offended you or something but Oh, no, I was like, I don't want to come on too soon. I'll come on. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I know you were going through a lot and getting the, the, the setup for the next phase of the final release here or uh, yeah. the wider release. So I'm excited to be part of that. And again, I was so happy. My friend Jared St. Clair, who has a show on in Utah, said, hey, do you know? She, he texted me out of the blue this morning. Hey, do you know Jennifer Sharp? I'm like, yeah, she's come on my show today. And we had her. On. Yeah, she's awesome. She, yeah, she's awesome. That movie's great. Oh. So it was kind of <laughs> sweet to hear that from somebody else in media. Uh, like I am. So uh, uh, it's just, you know, not that you, maybe you need the validation. I don't know if you do, but the point is it's really good and you know it and you should be proud of it. Not in a, uh, uh, you know, that negative prideful way, but that, you know, you've really uh, risen to an occasion here, despite all of the obstacles and, and also the trepidation that is warranted uh, for yeah. what you've done in, in terms of your, your work environment, your career, all of that, that you have put a little bit on the line, even though you have so much talent, if anybody watches the Una great movie, they'll see it. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. probably you want to continue working. You know, I this do. is your retirement swan song. 
exactly. And I could be putting my career at risk. And I'm just like, it's, and I, and, you know, and I did this movie very low budget anecdotals. Like I did it all myself. I am the editor. I am the researcher. I am the writer. I am in it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, that's because I had no money, obviously, you know, so it was like, I, how can I do this cheaply? But I am a filmmaker. So yeah. So I have good skill and I'm really, I'm so, I'm really glad that I could put that to something good. Let's see what that does to the rest of my career. Not, I mean, but if you watch in a great movie, you'll see that having a career in this industry is pretty. Oh man. <laughs> like, you have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the idea of, of, uh, you know, the independence streak that's happening. People are able to make films outside of that machinery and, and yeah. succeed. In fact, obviously it's changed a lot, uh, in, in, in now decades, but more rapidly, even through COVID it's changed a lot. I think that, you know, the idea of going to theaters, I mean, I always liked going to movies as growing up and even as an adult, taking the kids to movies and, um, you know, the, the shutdown lockdown caused a, I don't know how the theaters are surviving unless they're getting subsidized at this point. Cause it isn't like the attendance of old. Yeah. Uh, not at all. It's, so it's how did, totally you know, changed. How does but they're bringing back, yeah. They're bringing back a lot of the big blockbuster movies, which was disappointing to me. I was hoping they'd bring back indie movies. Like when the movie theaters open, they'd reevaluate and like some indies. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. But they doubled down on the Hollywood. Are, are you quote unquote shopping any screenplays now? Or are you looking to develop independently? You've got some ideas of some yes. next projects. Yeah, I do. I have one that I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm getting on paper. I'm writing. I kind of know it. And I would love to actually be shooting it next summer. That probably won't happen. I mean, I've been really sidetracked by anecdotals. So yes. Um, yeah, but I do have that, you know, and I do have dreams of like being when Hollywood does the COVID movie, Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, that's coming out that, or, you know, when I have dreams of being that director and I think okay. I would have the nuance and the insight to actually do the Hollywood version of COVID with Fauci and all that, you know what I mean? But like, but it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be Hollywood or the, or the slasher flick as everybody's crashing their cars because they didn't get yeah, exactly the horror movie, like all that. But yeah, oh no, I have, I have more stuff I want to do and I'm still promoting Una Grant movie is when I remember as much as I can. Um, and so it's just. The life of a filmmaker but i am really proud to have made this movie and it's it's a lot i had no idea it was going to be this well received and i had no idea it was going to end up this good and it is a really it is a really great movie like it's turned out great and i guess that's what happens when you just put your heart into something that you really really believe in and create that's art mm -hmm. well jen like I said it's great to see you again i hope we see you when we're in the area uh yeah. the next week and uh your smile lights up a room and, uh, you know, all the best for your success currently and in the future. And everybody, if you haven't seen anecdotalsmovie.com, go there, uh, yeah. arrange a screening, uh, maybe get a Q&A afterwards with Jen there. That would be amazing. And let's get this out there to the rest of the, the country, much less the rest of the world. And uh, heal the rift, uh, you know, because we bring humanity and ex human experience back into this and, uh, you know, abandon some of the things or a lot of the things that have been programmed into us, not because it's of us but because we've kind of fallen asleep and allowed others to direct our reality. Um, I'm over it. I hope you are too. Beautifully said. Thank you for having me on. All right. Great. Jennifer Sharp. So good to see you again. And we've got a whole other hour broadcast healing. Y'all see that movie. We've got it linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. People like that give me, you know, again, a, a great lift, you know, that there are things that, uh, um, can break the cycle of and there's a lot of power and energy focused on dividing us and angering us. And yet there are people that are enjoying the human experience and are genuinely curious about what it's like to live on this planet and the varied, the variety of experiences we have here. And that curiosity brings us together. doesn't divide us. So thank you again, Jen. And thank you all for being here. We got another hour, including the preacher and the Polish girl, a new podcast available through the Robert Scott Bell show network. We'll hear from Mark and Ula Tinsley. 
yeah, she's really from Poland and he's really a preacher. We're going to have fun with that too. So stand by and uh, well, a whole lot more after this because the power to heal is yours. Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, I hope y'all had a great time. The show's over. No, it's not. We're just getting, I'd say we're just getting warmed up, but I'm already warmed up. We're ready to go. We got hour two here happening and bottom of the hour we will be joined uh, by our good friends, Ula Tinsley and Mark, her preacher husband. And they have a new podcast out. We'll talk about that preview it as well as the Robert Scott Bell Show podcast network apparently is expanding in addition to Leslie's show. Stay at home, mom, which is so awesome. Uh, what is it to like to live in a 300 square foot RV with six girls and your husband? What? That's not possible. Is it? Yeah. You'll learn about that as well. Well, a lot of good things are happening here. Um, uh, super D great, great first hour. Thanks for, uh, getting those, uh, the little video clips as well to give people a sense of it. Now she's a great and a dynamic filmmaker. Jen is, uh, and I think, um, it's, it, this is a movie. It's time has come that could bridge that so-called divide. You know, we often talk about the Hegelian dialectic here and super D, you know, you're a critical thinker. It's not like, even though we have a lot to uh, critique, let's just say those on the left who are for censorship about, we don't leave our critiques uh, against those on the so-called political right on the floor when there are critiques to be had. So uh, I try to explain that it isn't about identifying or adopting one party over another. It's about being critical thinkers and then asking good questions. And isn't that the way we learn? I mean, asking good questions is amazing. If you can learn how to ask good questions, it's then the right quiet question. and listen. Right? The right you got to ask the right questions. Otherwise, mm-hmm. TRQ. I used to know. I used to know a guy down in Southern California. He was he was like a very he was a political activist and stuff like that. And that was his nickname, yeah. TRQ. Okay. Right really, I had not heard yeah. it referenced that way. The right question. The right not question. Good questions. The right question. Yep. And how did was he someone that like taught people how to ask the right questions? He um yeah he was he was very active in politics. He was a a singer, Christian mm-hmm. singer, and he uh, he had a um, gosh this was years ago. He had a, um, a he was going to get a contract, a recording yeah. contract with Sony, and that was right about the time that the movie The Passion of the Christ came out, mm-hmm. and he openly uh, uh, condemned it. He didn't like the movie publicly because you know it was it was blasphemous, right? You know, I mean, it was, okay. it was you know. Um, it, it, and was it the Mel Gibson one or the Last Temptation of Christ one? It was the Last Temptation of Christ. That's the one. That was the one that had the controversy, yeah, like like in the nineties or something like that. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So he came out publicly to talk about you know to to say that it was, he didn't agree with it and he lost his recording contract, right? Uh, as a result of it, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that he ever got it back. <laughs> he ever got it again and stuff like that. But he was very active in uh, politics. Mm-hmm. And um, with, uh, I, I think it was a big supporter of uh, Bob Dole when he was running. Right. But the point yeah, of the cancel culture is, the point is the cancel culture is not new. It's just become more common, I guess. Yeah. More in your face. But yeah, it happened to people. And, you know, I remember uh, interviewing, uh, oh, what was the guy's name? Gary Matsumoto. I, I think this was before your time here on the, with me on the Robert Scott Bell show. Uh, he wrote vaccine a, it was all about, uh, um, Gulf War illness. 
and linking the anthrax vaccine and the squalene that was injected into so many of the soldiers manifesting as the Gulf War illness, one and two. And he, he was a, what we call a boy scout in terms of his belief in journalism. He followed a story where it led him, pulled the thread, pulled the thread and wrote this book. It was very well researched and uh, not biased. I mean, he was writing about something very unpopular apparently, but he found something that those that control the narrative didn't like. And he found himself out of a job. He was appearing, I think, as a mainstream ABC national journalist, right? He'd appear on the national news occasionally with stories. And then right. he couldn't find a job on a local station. So the cancel culture, as I said, is not new, but the narrative and who controls the narrative could be about a lot of different things. It didn't lend itself so easily to a left-right dialectic. At the time, it was like, I don't know that it was uh, the Democrats were for the anthrax shot and Republicans were against. I don't think there was anything like that happening. He just happened to stumble upon, hey, it's the jab, it's the anthrax vaccine, and everybody went against him. So it wasn't so politicized then. It was just like, don't even mess with big pharma and vaccines at all, left or right, didn't matter. Now, of course, it became an issue of uh, more uh, autonomy, bodily autonomy, which is, again, the irony, of course, the left says autonomy in certain ways, but not in others, and the right would say it. And so it's like, oh, what a mess. But let's talk to one another once again. And so great job, um, Jen, all you're doing. And I, I'm so grateful we got to back, bring her back on the show today. Now, uh, we've got upcoming events, Super D. We do need to remind everybody every day because, you know, until you say it the hundredth time, then they go, oh, that's really happening. When? Oh, my gosh, I better get there. Um, there's online events that you can join for free. Uh, we just talked about, in fact, um, let's see, what was the one we just mentioned the other day that I'm actually in? Is that up there already as a banner or is that just in the notes that day? It was regenerative medicine. We just had Michael Carfelt on. Remember? I don't have that up yet. And I'm sorry. I have to keep my mic down because my neighbor's car alarm has gone off. <laughs> oh, it's the car alarm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yes. trying to talk to you and you can't speak because of that. It's okay. I uh, mean, okay. It's off. Now. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is you'll look out for the upcoming events tab because Superdon eventually populates them with online webinars as well as in-person events. And our right. first in-person event of the new year is coming up January 5th through the 8th in Orlando, Florida. And let's face it, who, unless you already live there, doesn't want to be in Florida in January. Awesome, right? Let's go full screen on that. Show everybody what's happening. Uh, Terry and Stu Warner, uh, the Warners, they're going to be on the show soon. We'll preview that. Uh, Dr. David Martin, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Barbara Lowe Fisher, Dr. Peter McCullough, Mickey Willis, uh, Billy DeMoss, Dr. Ed Group, and more. It's going to be amazing. And so I'm encouraging you, including the Nurse Freedom Network, Kimberly Overton. It's again, the 5th through the 8th, not 7th and 8th, but the 5th through the 8th. And love to see you there in January in Orlando. Just click on the tab. You can find out how to participate in that event. Then in February, we've got the Next Steps Conference in the Atlanta area. That's Buford, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, Lake Lanier Islands. Uh, if you go to next-steps.org. I, now I don't have it in front of me. I lost it. Superdon, I lost Superdon. Is he having to run out and, and uh, shut down his neighbor's uh, car or something? Let me see if I can go to the... Uh, upcoming events tab and see it myself. So I don't give you any misinformation. I'm sorry. I'm having some issue yeah. with my software. I was sitting there talking and I, I was grayed out. It's next-steps.info. .info. Thank you. I, yes. For some reason, I couldn't remember that anyway. I'm trying to get that page up. Hold on. Okay. No problem. So at this one, if you uh, want to attend, and I, I certainly hope that you do, it's like building the parallel tracks of society. We no longer want to facilitate and fund these uh, agencies and groups that are uh, working on our demise and trying to divide us. 
And so Tia Severino has put this together, the Next Steps Conference, February 22nd through the 25th in Atlanta area. Next-steps.info, RSB10 to get 10% discount on tickets to participate in that. And uh, it'll be my birthday weekend, so let's have an extra big party uh, at that event. Yay, won't that be fun? And then we have other events coming up that we don't have yet in the upcoming events tab that will be I do have one thing that I grabbed. I stole off of uh, Facebook there. Oh, there we go. The other February event. Thank you for that. That's the Health Freedom Expo, the virtual expo. For those of you who are there, you couldn't see everything. For those of you who weren't there, you didn't see anything. So come on and join us. And it's it's a great deal, 30 bucks. My gosh, you get three months to watch every presentation, including new ones that will be given uh, that weekend. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So please, uh, healthfreedomexpo.com and it's Trinity healthfreedomexpo.com or just click on the link. That'll be in the uh, upcoming events tab as well, uh, for that. Uh, also remember crave kicker. You, uh, we just talking about, uh, the, the, the dopamine, uh, support. If you, you know, I was, it's funny. I was talking to Jennifer about that briefly before we went on the air with super Don, how we got the crave kicker. He super Don, you actually have the crave kicker in your hand. Now I haven't seen it yet. These little bottles with the uh, Ayurvedic uh, remedy, so to speak, the uh, the uh, velvet bean, the mucuna purians, and there it is. And we're talking about overcoming the physical addiction via supporting the dopamine receptors that are hit with the nicotine. And if you could supplant that with this, within three or four days, you might find yourself completely not interested in terms of a physical craving or addiction for that nicotine hit that you get from the cigarette or the patch or or vaping it. and uh, so cravekicker.com has set up a, a discount code, 15% until January 5th. So take advantage of that. And, and, and Jen had, it was funny. She was mentioning, she's like, I wonder what it'd be like to get a little bit of a dopamine hit, even if you're not addicted. I'm like, Oh, I want to find that out too. So super Don, have you tried it yet? No, nope. wait, Yo, wait for the it. jet to fly over. It's like, everything's happening today. Sound wise, yeah, no you know, they can compete with it. Yes, I have tried it. And, uh, Wow. The pilots of obviously they 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 fuel their jets with it. They just kind of pour it in that or they're they're marketing top gun in your It's like an octane booster for for military jets, currently. Yes. Um, But you haven't tried it yet. Yes, I have. I did try it this morning. Right before the show started. Three jets, really? Wow. They come in threes. That should be it. (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah. Can we go for four? Is it possible they could do a fourth jet? No, it's enough already. Enough. Stop. All right. Okay, you can get back to me on I your L dopamine oh, later. Look, look. What? What? It's quiet. I hear nothing. There it is, the fourth one. Jet number four. They never do four in a row. Yeah, well, they must have heard I was on you, the buddy. air. All right. Sorry. They love you. Uh Bolden is in the audience. The jet makes it more authentic. Makes what more authentic? It's the hundred and forty third fighter wing of the uh air force national guard there yeah well you need to go there and hand out robert scott bell show stickers and say hey y'all can hold off on taking off and landing at this time of the day every i day. wish yeah i don't yeah. know if i have that kind of pull or not hey you know well, something cool dude I, i'm looking well, in the chat room over here uh mm-hmm. on facebook yeah and um what normally would be ula tinsley and yeah. leslie goody chatting yeah. it up in the uh, chat room Mm-hmm. Instead, it's stay-at-home mom and uh, the preacher and the Polish girl. Well, they have uh, identifications the, on there? They, they, it looks like they have created uh, um, Facebook personalities now. 
How cool is that? I love it. You know, maybe they can interview uh, Jen on their show. No, they should. I think Leslie would like that. But uh, all right. Look, we got a big question of the day. I'm going to try and uh, cram this in between now and when we bring on the preacher. Can you do this in 13 minutes? I don't know. I'm going to try. I'm not going to read it verbatim because it is too long. If you want to show everybody this question of the day, uh, it's a big one. I like to answer these, uh, especially if I can on the air, because if one person's going through it, thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe more are going through similar things. And there's a lot in this to unpack. And there's a lot. Many of you out there will go, oh, I, I, yeah, I experienced some of that, if not all of that. So go ahead and full screen that if you don't mind, Super D. Um, this question of the day is coming from, uh, let's see, I wrote it down, Christina. As you can see, look at how long you'd have to just blow it up bigger. I'm just going to look at it on my screen because it's just too small. But there's so many words <laughs> from Christina. Now, basically, she says she's a you know a, a new new to the program and quickly becoming a big fan. Right? Well, that's awesome. Thank you, Christina. It's so nice. And here she's asking for some guides. Now we don't do advice; we do information, and uh, we provide you with the tools to make better decisions. I believe. I perceive that. Uh, so she's like telling us a story. As you can see, the story is long. She's 31 year old, fairly active new mother, but she's had struggle struggles for years with inflammation in her body. She says, even as a child, uh, she describes some of those symptoms, including, um, uh, fatigue, chronic fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, et cetera, because since 2010, specifically when she had a breast augmentation done, in other words, uh, for those of you in, uh, I, I don't know wh where it would be, maybe Washington DC, if you don't know what that is. Uh, it's basically bags that they install in your body to make your breast bigger. Not really, but you know, that's the illusion of it. And you know, the controversy about these things, of course, for years, they were silicone and that silicone, if it would leak would create autoimmunity, but even the saline ones, uh, there may be some problems with it as well. So she got them in 2010 and, uh, since three years, she, her chronic pain got worse, uh, back and SI joints, the doctor ran blood work. And she's talking about genetic stuff that I, I don't really pay attention to all that much because it, these metabolic manifestations that they try to explain away with genes, those can be altered based on diet, lifestyle, et cetera. But they determined that she had ankylosing spondylitis, again, another inflammatory issue. And she had nobody in her family that had that history. That's why I say, well, it's genetic. No, it's not genetic. These are environmental things manifesting genes in one lifetime, much less over a number of lifetimes. So for a long time, she's been in a living hell. She said a lot of prednisone talked about these, uh, uh, steroids, pain medicines, cortisone injections, all of these things, by the way, degenerate your connective tissue. And you'll see as the story progresses, where this goes, that in fact, that's what's happening in Christina's case. She's tried to stay active and live non-inflammatory diet, changing that up. Uh, she couldn't stand the cold as they moved to North Dakota. Her husband's in the military. Uh, breathing became difficult. And then, uh, you know, many doctors, many specialists, 26 going on 100, she describes at some point in this quest, big question. And she had anxiety and depression and even went on anxiolytic drugs daily just to get by. And then she heard somebody talking about being an explant. That, that is someone who has had uh, the breast augmentation, but had them removed. And that they started feeling better. And we've done shows, not a lot, but we've done shows on it. In fact, Anna uh, Rogers, uh, who wrote a book on toxicity, is an explant. And we had her on talking about it. And we've had some doctors that do explant surgeries on talking about it and how uh, they see extraordinary changes in those women that remove those from their body. It's a major hit taken out of the body, if you will. 
And so uh, she went in 2019, went to one of the top surgeons that was conducting her own study into breast implant illness and had them removed. She says, best decision ever. When I woke up from surgery and the anesthesia wore off, I immediately noticed a difference. She says, I could breathe. I broke down in tears. And she says, you don't realize how sick you are and how bad the pain is until you feel normal again. You, you know, this is kind of, I, I don't want to uh, uh, try to say I've been in her shoes, but just in my journey to health, not being well, you don't know what it's like to be well until you are. And you're like, holy crap, did I live with that my whole life? I didn't know better. Like when I was chronically ill with everything, inflammatory stuff. So why do I appreciate living the way I do? Because I feel that I know the difference between being chronically ill like Christina does. But she says she still struggled with SI joints, bad flare-ups. Now 2020, her husband and I get orders to move to Vegas. She's happy about the warm weather there. But she learned there that her SI joints were in serious trouble. And the doctors informed her she had 25 to 50% bone erosion in her SI joints. But no bone fusion, luckily, she says, from the ankylosing spondylitis. But because of the chronic flare-ups and inflammation, ugh, she's still in, in trouble. And she went on a biologic or, or told to get on a biologic. So she got on Simzia, an, an injection, a biologic injection every two weeks. And yes, it helped. And I acknowledge that those uh, biologics can take the symptoms out, but much like those previous drugs, they don't address the underlying cause. They suppress certain immune responses or immune reactions, but they don't correct what has gone on, what leaves you in chronic pain, why there's systemic chronic inflammation specific to areas of use like the SI joints. She had fatigue, hadn't left her. The doctor said that's normal with autoimmune disease. Well, it might be normal, but it's not healthy. Then her sister-in-law says, hey, you should get tested for Lyme. She says, yeah, I got bit by ticks. So she got a test and they came back saying she's high on the end of the borderline category of being positive. Again, we get into the test. And I'm like, oh, I don't want you to be distracted by Lyme so much, even though I acknowledge what that diagnosis may mean. So now we get to the, the end question. What do I do? Do I have Lyme or not? But what do I, she says, I'm a bit of a mess. Is there anything you can recommend? Thank you. God bless. Well, Christina, you're new to the radio show. You're new to the show. And because of that, I'm going to go through some of the basics and everybody else bear with me. If you've heard this before, because the reason that these things happen, of course, due to two primary things, in your case, a toxicological burden that you may have carried prior to the breast implants that were made worse by the breast implants a history of inflammation. I had that as a child growing up through my teen years, joint pains. You know, I had tendinitis, inflammation of the, of the skeletal tissue, injuries that don't heal well. And so these things precipitate perhaps one other insult or assault that puts you over the top that makes it so debilitating that you can't function without drugs every day of some kind. Yet those continue the spiral of toxicological burden that weakens your liver your kidneys, burdens your lymphatic system, your colon, your intestinal tract, all the drugs, then compound that because that toxicity of the drug therapy that reduces the symptoms adds to the toxic burden. Now, that second phase of that could be primary, but most of your story is a toxicological one in that it displaces the minerals that are there to protect you and restore, much less maintain integrity of your connective tissue. Musculoskeletal system, vascular system, uh, you name the system. And th th this is just, again, so basic that the doctors miss it. You know, that's why I call a medical de degree a degree. It's like, 
you get all of this training and you learn how to prescribe toxic poisons for patients. And I'm not saying the doctors didn't mean well, Christina, in trying to help you. I think they were sincere and like, this is what I got. This is what will help you. But they're not trained in nutrition. They're not trained in toxicology so much, much less detoxification methods and pathways, even though they should know them. I mean, I learned some basics about the liver in high school, for goodness sake. Yet not one doctor in my first 24 years of life ever said, hey, your liver's toxic. Your liver's congested. We need to detoxify your liver. You need to go on an organic, clean diet. And then we need to replenish the minerals that have been displaced by the toxic poisons. And let's restore those minerals that shore up connective tissue integrity, which is where we go now, Christine. Now, I could say take all of these minerals I'm going to mention, but if I do that absent of correcting the assimilation pathways, the digestion pathways, I would be saying you're throwing some things in, even though they're in good form, that may not give you full benefit because the system of assimilation is so corrupted. So if you haven't considered, and and this book, Unlock the Power to Heal, is kind of like a simple guidebook to get you started. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble online, bn.com. And the chapter that I want you to read is available for free. You don't even have to buy the book at robertscottbell.com. Just scroll down to the bottom. It says, looking for the silver aloe protocol, got recovery, boom, click it, read it. You'll understand how to utilize the silver hydrosol and the aloe vera. I have a preference for growing your own and making your own, but Vegas, maybe you could. But if not, Stockton Aloe One, uh, Dr. Michael Haley and his nutritional, you go to aloe one, aloe, A-L-O-E, one.com. And you can get their frozen fresh aloe like you harvested it yourself if you want. Now, you can get organic, local, semi-preserved stuff. That's fine. But the bottom line is if you want to go all the way, silver, the, the bioactive silver hydrosol, either the Sovereign Silver or the Argentin 23. And we have links to that. Or you can go also links to choosetobehealthy.com where a lot of the next things I'm going to tell you, uh, Christina, you can get. The whole food nutrients that I think are so vitally important to restore integrity to the connective tissue. And of course, the anxiety is exacerbated by the, the toxic burden, the deficiencies that you've experienced as well. What, what can we do? What can I do? All right. For many years, our primary focus for connective tissue restoration, the integrity of connective tissue, all of it is silicon, has been silica or silicon. Now, I don't mean to say that's in a vacuum. There's nothing else that matters because there's a lot that does matter, but there are certain critical deficiencies that are more overtly bad in terms of the loss of connective tissue integrity. Those that have skeletal degradation, whether it be osteopenia, osteoporosis, silica deficiency primarily, and they think skin, hair, and nails, but it's more than that. So the Alta Silica is the product, and it's, I wrote, you know, wrote about it in Unlock the Power to Heal. You take three tablets four times a day, the Alta Silica, to quickly replenish the silicon stores in your body to rebuild and repair connective tissue. Again, not done in a vacuum because magnesium is important too. But I'm a whole food kind of guy. I want you to get the mega food magnesium that you can get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. All of that stuff, use the code RSB5, by the way, to get a little discount uh, when you do that. And the magnesium will work with the silicon for the connective tissue and many other things as well. And now more recently, we have access to copper. And how much do we need copper? Those of you who have been taking zinc and vitamin C for the last two and a half years, you need it desperately. But even before that, if you weren't doing zinc and vitamin C, you weren't eating liver, hopefully from grass-fed animals. If you were, that's a copper-rich food that's not even as copper-rich as it once was because it's been depleted over the last 70 years plus, more than any other mineral, copper down 70, 80%. Now, we could say silicon or selenium has been depleted, and that's true, but it's been ripped out of the food even more so so you can go 100% reduced. 
in addition to soil reductions, you're talking about industry taking the minerals out because they're valuable for other purposes and leaving you with refined foods that are not supporting human health other than caloric intake, if you will. So we got the silicon, we got the magnesium, we got the the uh, copper, then we got the missing link. If y'all haven't plugged in the missing link, that you can get it choose to be healthy.com as well. And that is like a multi-mineral fulvic, you know, uh, humic combination that provides all the baselines for you. Getting a couple of those uh, capsules two, three times a day would be great as well. These are the, this, you know, this is how we start the journey to recovery. It's not overnight, but as you said, even removing the breast implants, Christina, resulted in an extraordinary shift very quickly. So I'm not saying you can't have quick results. You can, but it's a long journey. It's taken you a lifetime to get here where you are. And believe me, this is the shorter version. I'm not even going into the homeopathic aspects of, uh, you know, addressing things like anxiety, but increasing uh, omega-3 essential fats and even saturated fats from clean sources that helps to calm the nervous system. And of course, the utilization of CBD from hemp. Now, I know you can get THC and CBD uh, legally, I think, in, in Nevada, but if you haven't investigated our friends at Nutritional Frontiers, they have certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products, pure, clean, third party verified and validated. And to help with some of the anxiety, whether it be the gummies or whether it be other forms that they have, consider that. And that's also good for the gut, healing the gut as well, because we want to assimilate, not just, well, eliminate the toxic poisons. And there are other things you can do. Coffee enemas, uh, liver detox remedies. Selenium, again, plays a role in 100% whole food forms. I still use the innate response selenium. I still can get that from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. And if, if you want to talk about circulation, nitric oxide, then we come back to the cardio miracle. You want to facilitate the regrowth of areas that need blood and oxygen and everything? That's everything. Nitric oxide sustained. Cardio miracle is a miracle. It's a miracle. It really is. And there's a link there. Use the code RSB or just click the link on robertscottbell.com and you can plug into that and get the best price you can get. And you'll see all of these things will facilitate the recovery. It's not one thing. It's a little bit everything, but there are certain things that are more critical than others, at least initially, some of which I've gone through for you, Christina. And uh, if I ever make it to Vegas, we can connect with your husband and help you out even further if needed, if needed, because there are sometimes I, I am there. All right, folks, uh, let's, uh, I'd say take a pause, but I don't want to pause. I want to jump right into uh, The Preacher and the Polish Girl and, uh, and their new podcast. Who are these people? Where do they come from? They look pretty good. I wonder what they sound like. And it's going to be every Thursday, they're going to be on the Robert Scott Bell Show podcast network where you find the Robert Scott Bell Show. Sign up at robertscottbell.com or the various podcast sites besides Spotify where we're banned and YouTube where we're banned. Other than that... The preacher and the Polish girl are welcome. <laughs> oh, they're always welcome. Here they are, Mark. Hey! Hey, Mark. Hi there. Look at that. Hey. You're umbilical together by your ears. I love that. Yes, we, we share everything. Look yeah. at that. Beard, we're gonna, we're gonna, I think we'll start a joint Facebook account next. You know what I mean? With the oh. no way. <laughs> well, actually, cute. we have a Facebook page. We do. Joint Facebook we do, page. Yes. That, that's no, good we, enough. We noticed that. And by the way, I just got a comment on Mark's beard. I, I feel. Not so manly every time I see that. <laughs> Very impressive. I grew it, and uh, it was going to be a goatee, just a goatee at first. And mm -hmm. Mama Bear here liked it, so I, so I kept it, just rolled with it. See, you're a smart man. Like yes. every once in a while, like once, maybe twice a year, I just get tired of shaving. Not that I have to do it that much. I have a baby face, and then it'll grow. And my wife, 
not so liking it. So I'm like, <laughs> I can only hang on to it for a little while before she goes, all right, enough already. So, uh, but you're a smart man. Listen to the Polish girl. I try. Yeah. So the, uh, okay. what I understand the, and Super Don's telling me and uh, that the initial episode is a little bit, the backstory of how yes. you guys met and, and, you know, on this wonderful journey together to bring healing to your community. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Mark as a preacher man and you as a, the preacher's wife, the Polish girl who is also a natural healer, a Trinity graduate mm -hmm. as well, doing amazing work together. Well, thank you. Well, we, we are going to try and cover all kinds of topics because this is our life and we're going to share. Uh, we have our table conversations every day, several mm -hmm. times a day. Uh, we are homeschooling our kids, both one with special needs so of course we're discussing all kinds of options regarding special needs we're discussing uh, of course a uh, holistic approach to different conditions uh, we're discussing um, my cases that i'm reviewing and just um, praying over solutions so i can help my clients better and help us better um, mm -hmm. then we are discussing some uh, doctrinal matters and um, biblical topics and we're like, you know, maybe we should share that with other people because uh, there are not too many podcasts that combine all those yes. aspects. And we know yeah. a lot of autism parents uh, who are searching for different solutions, uh, different therapies, different options to help their autistic children. And when we mentioned... Um, Ula, hold on, hold approach. on for a second. I apologize. You know, yes. occasionally we'll get a guest that'll have that weird clipping sound. Uh -huh. yes. pop up. You guys disconnect, reconnect. And while you do that, Super Don's going to play the introduction to your show so everybody can hear what All it's right. about. So just do a okay. quick disconnect, reconnect. We'll join you Yes, again. sir. All right, Super All Don, right. kick it into gear there. Let's watch and listen to this. Once upon a time, a small town boy from the south traveled across the ocean to the island of love called Cyprus. He grew into a fine young man on a mission to preach the gospel to the whole world. Then, one day, when he least expected it, he met a Polish girl. Risking it all, he asked her out on a church date. It didn't take long before they fell in love and lived happily ever after. Hold on, I missed the best part. They had a son, later diagnosed with autism, which changed everything. Then two years later, they welcomed a little girl with a heart of gold and a will of iron. They were missionaries and autism parents trying to keep the faith in sanity. Each week, they'll share their journey of love, faith, hope, special needs parenting, and everything else in between. Here is The Preacher and the Polish girl. Awesome. I want to know what's going on with them. Oh, and they're back. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, can you hear us better? Yeah, so uh, your first episode, again, is in the can, so to speak, and Superdon's put it up there for everybody to listen to. Um, who gets to talk more, and how do you determine that? You know, we're going to, I guess we're going to find out, but I personally prefer to hear Ula. Hmm. I think her accent is a lot cuter than mine, that's for sure. Yes, but my uh, English, you know, I make up words. I, I create different words. languages. It's part of the charm. I exactly. think so, too. I yes. Guess. Thank Ooh, you. Just, just roll with it. 
But yes. seriously, because it's different. Like our, our lovely and wonderful Leslie, who we love, you know, she started mm -hmm. her podcast, but she's so much, she's pretty much on her own. So she doesn't have yes. to compete, right? You guys have to go, well, who's talking now, right? I'm thinking about the dynamic, the husband wife yes. dynamic in a podcast setting. Does it change how you'd normally interact? Because Mark, when you're doing your Sunday preaching, it's not Ula coming up there going, but no. it's my turn, <laughs> right? Now you guys are working in sure. a different arena. Yeah, that that is definitely going to, it will probably manifest itself at times and uh, certainly something I have to keep a, a, you know, a watch on for sure. We share. I think it's 50, 50. Yeah. The first episode, maybe a little bit more of you. I don't know. Really? You, uh, you I was doing a lot of, can, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, you know how preachers can talk though, right? <laughs> no, but I talk as well. I talk yes. a lot. Well, I think that's the charm of it. I think it's going to be fun hearing you interrupt each other if that happens. I haven't gotten to hear it yet, but I'm excited to see the interaction, hear it, and and learn about you know what you're all about. Again, setting the stage in the first episode so people yes. kind of know what you're all about, what you're there. And you had, as parents, you know some of the unique experiences, but you're not alone. Yeah. But it's nice that you've spoken out about it. Your first child, your son, who was injured by vaccines into the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, Stop you, copying me. Your journey's... <laughs> Your journey is something that still needs to be communicated out there in the world. And I know that you both have been dedicated to helping other families go through what you've been through with your son. Absolutely. And one of the reasons Ula has been wanting to do this for quite a while. It, I have to admit, it took me a while to get on board. Two years. Two years? Really yes. 2020. Wow. Okay. Mm. Well, I didn't mean for it to take that long, but I look back and I remember how lost I felt. And I remember how just I didn't know who to talk to, where to go. And I think a podcast like the one we're planning to do, yeah. ultimately for the glory of God, that, that's, that's why I try to do anything. But if we can just help one couple, one family mm -hmm. uh, to kind of navigate through uh, that initial haze of confusion and, mm -hmm. and heartache and, uh, and know that there's a way through it and to know that there are other people that are that are uh, walking through a similar valley and a similar challenge. And uh, so hopefully we can impact at least one person. We, we have to appreciate the value of one. Yeah. If more, that's great. But God, of course, has instilled uh, into, into his book the, the value of one. We have mm -hmm. a lot in the scriptures that talk about just the value of one. Um, but we hope we can impact at least one for his glory and to help mm -hmm. them and perhaps more. Well, and you guys know the subject matter, uh, you know, when it comes to vaccine injury and autism, it's it's heavily mm -hmm. censored. You know, it, before there was COVID, there was a lot of censorship on these discussions, and the, it's still an mm -hmm. ongoing thing. They, they try to deny that there's any relationship. Uh, so, as I say, as you know, there are many families in Ula, and Mark, you've met many yeah. of those families, so you know that you're not alone. But yet, the stories are not fully told, and there are a lot of people that are still not aware what's going on and i know that's not the the uh exclusive focus of it but it's you know this mm -hmm. is your journey it's a significant part and a lot of people are going through that uh, yes. but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know ula that you had always planned this always to do it with your husband i had no idea that you were yes. going to do the duo thing i did yep. i tried to convince him in 2020 and i was like oh COVID lockdowns and everything is actually a perfect good time, yeah yep. perfect time mm -hmm. and of course i had everything planned out i had the script ready over a year ago I would say so. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it just, uh, we needed this gentle push. And well, I managed. Who pushed you or who pushed you finally? You pushed him. 
No, I think I push. Yeah, she pushes me I a lot. Push. She pushes She's me. way yeah. stronger. She's way stronger. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. Don't be fooled by the size. Yeah. No, uh-uh. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but also, uh, you know, I hope that you'll have great tales of uh, uh, pierogi because, Mark, of course, you're the, the southern preacher, right? Listen to that accent. Mm -hmm. Marrying a Polish gal, very smart <laughs> yes. Polish gal too, but also one that knows how to bring that Polish cuisine into oh life. I, I think I'd be not a lot bigger than I am today if I, if I was <laughs> her a lot more, but it'd be fun. Well, I was only 5'8 when we met, so. <laughs> that, that says a lot right there. By the way, guys, drop and reconnect again. This happened the other day. I don't know why, right. but once you do that, it just it clears it up. The clipping just starts, and it's a mystery. Okay. So stand by for that. Uh, so super Don again, thank you so much for, uh, uh, working with them and, and, and I don't know how you're finding the time, but, uh, I would just put out this plea once again, for those of you who are interested, would like to intern with the Robert Scott Bell show. Now I say podcast network may turn into either a paying job or it may end up launching you into other things because people have done that. Uh, super D has only 24 hours a day. You wouldn't know it because of the things he gets done in that time, but to expand and have the stay at home mom show now and uh the the, the pre preacher the polish girl now uh look at this okay super don go put that full screen if you don't mind that's the visual through soundcloud or that's on our page it, it mirrors out that's that would be soundcloud okay and just to let you know i mean there's a bunch of places that you can pick these podcasts up you've got soundcloud just a couple of them here you will find it on itunes apple podcasts which is a major outlet there uh, we just recently got picked up on Amazon of all places. Wow. That's wild. Uh, so you can listen to it there. You can also listen to it over on Stitcher. But if you go over to the watch, listen page, you can see, uh, you know, all the different outlets that you can pick these podcasts up on. Um, so there's, there's no, there's no excuse to not being able to find it. It's pretty much everywhere at this point. Yes. Which is pretty, pretty cool. Very cool. And we're so glad to have them on. Let's bring them back in again. The mystery of, uh, I got them. Oh, sorry, Super D. I pushed the button and you did too. <sighs> Go ahead. You push the button. Jeez, Louise. I like pushing. <laughs> I don't know who pushes the buttons in your family, guys. Ula. Kids. Yeah. No. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So when you're recording, though, and, and we, we said with Leslie, you know, six girls in a 300 square foot RV and her husband, how she records it at all is a miracle. You guys yes. record with the kids. I don't know how you find time. Do you have uh, like other family members or the community that says, hey, watch the kids for, for a little bit. We're going to do our podcast. No, just like with Leslie's last episode uh, mm -hmm. that was, I think, premiered yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you can hear her girls in the background. The same, uh, the first episode, you can definitely hear our Michael. A little mm -hmm. bit of coughing, a little bit of <laughs> sounds. Yeah. So, yes. I think we we just have to roll with it. It, it is the life that we have we embrace it we and other autism parents will yeah they'll, identify. they'll understand yeah they can right. relate to yeah we're not just in some uh you know studio and just have as much time as we want and just leisurely of course <laughs> occasionally know. when we have mom and dad yes, or some we'll other help yes we'll more. record more uh scriptural matters or doctrinal matters or mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah so in uh, future episodes we're planning on touching on um, some traditions and also discussing more in depth um, autism, different therapies and approaches. Um, of course, we'll touch on naturopathy and uh, different treatments, not just for autism, but in general mm -hmm. and what, what it means for our family and for everyone we know and how we try to educate mm -hmm. and help others. We're also going to, uh, let people know how Michael impacts people mm -hmm. uh, because the people that Michael comes into contact 
to uh, co- contact with, they immediately fall in love with him. He's just such a sweet, charming, yes, um, kid. Very loving. And so he has a he has a powerful impact. You know, he he can do more with just a smile and with his uh, an affectionate embrace than a lot of people can mm-hmm. do with you know, with with blabbermouths. And it's know. like empathy to. Hundreds. He like he power. understands when people need hugs at mm-hmm. church. You know when he, he can sense that people need a little pick me up, and he or when they are out. grieving or mm-hmm. when they are he sad, he'll just grab my hand and drag me to the altar to pray for someone that's yeah. there. Or if he sees someone um, just smiling and it seems mm-hmm. like they're okay, but he just tries to run to that person and hug them. Mm-hmm. So, well, I got a question so, for Mark, the preacher yeah. man here. You know, scripturally, yes. biblically. Mm-hmm. You know, we look and read the Bible, and, and I don't know there was were there any stories about autistic children in the Bible. I mean, was this something mm. that God threw mm. out there at the beginning, or is this something that man did? Well, there is a great book actually yeah. uh, by uh, Sam Levine, who is a, a Jewish lawyer, and he wrote a book about the great character in the Old Testament, Joseph. And the book mm-hmm. is entitled "Was Joseph on the Spectrum?" Mm-hmm. In fact, Ula. Um, just interviewed him, mm-hmm. and, and 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 he makes a strong case that the the great patriarch of Israel, one of the greats, uh, Joseph, may have been on the spectrum. There's a lot of parallels to autism, but no. If if I'm if, other than this book and and how it goes into detail, I certainly see the case, but I do feel that autism as we know it today and the rise of it. Um, to me, it is a man-made thing, and whatever mm-hmm. autism may have originally been, mm-hmm. um, I believe that man has had a massive impact, yeah. and has uh, certainly exacerbated environment the condition, and environmental conditions. Mm-hmm. So, we call it autism. Um, Joseph may have had a early form of it. Um, and more on the Asperger side, perhaps. maybe. I, what yes, they call hypothing, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've often said if there were truth in labeling, we would label autism, you know, some kind of neurological or even brain damage sure. or gastrointestinal damage, all of that. But they yeah. tried to throw it into one thing. And, of course, it's been used against the parents in terms of yeah. trying to get help and compensate. Oh, it's autism, right? Although mm-hmm. it's now outside of government trying to get petition the government for some kind of money to help. Uh, mm-hmm. There are communities, of course, that have bro- woken up and, and, and set the stage for help, you know, for many families because there's so many that have happened. And at the same time, yeah. to your point about Michael, many of these kids do bring that empathy, that sensitivity yes. and that love, despite what we call the injury or someone to say damage. Some are yes. offended by that. But the reality is there's still soul in this body and, and we want to bring them love as much as they could love. Uh, yet there's yeah. so much that is, uh, let's say, altered by that injury you know, to what they could have been. Yeah. The same yes. thing, we can always live in the, what they could have been, or we can just do as you have done extraordinary levels that you've gone to, to help Michael to reach whatever yeah. potentially has, despite what happened to him uh, via medicine. So whatever Joseph may have had, and, and like I said, okay, there is a strong we case made. Dis- disconnect, reconnect. I have no idea why it does that, hmm. but okay. I want to hear every word. Come back to the Joseph sure. thing. When we come right back we certainly- uh, with the preacher and the Polish girl, and Superdon, I wish maybe there's a bulletin board about the restream that this happened. It's to you know it's it's the computer, and sometimes it depends. Sometimes, especially if you're using like an iPad or you know or anything like yeah. that, and if there's other stuff that's running in the background, it's mm-hmm. like it clears it up, and then as soon as whatever it is that's running in the background something starts happens. doing something, then then it, it, then it, it comes it, back. Yeah, it's just. 
Well, well look, we know that disconnect yeah. reconnect works. So let's bring them back in. Let's hear from the preacher man. Ooh, I did push the buttons again. Stop pushing <laughs> buttons. I'm like Ula. I'm like Ula. I have Polish I'm just going to take the day off. You can push the ball the buttons. No, no, please don't. Go ahead, oh. Mark. Sorry. Well, like I said, if Joseph was on the spectrum, which this book goes into great detail about, and I would definitely recommend that book by Sam Levine, um, it certainly wouldn't have been to the level, to the like to the uh, debilitating level that, that we mm -hmm. see nowadays. Right. Because, you know, the Bible clearly teaches that God made everything good. In fact, on the, uh, when he said it for the seventh time, he said it was very good. And mm -hmm. so, no, I don't think... I think all, all, all of this stuff, you know, cancer, um, heart disease, um, neurological, uh, neurological conditions. I mm -hmm. think these are, um, man-made to a large degree. They're, they're, they're results of our environment, um, lifestyle, lifestyle yeah. choices. Mm -hmm. and, I, am, uh, I am fascinated genuinely, like, you know, someone who knows the biblical and the scriptural history like you do and are willing to communicate about history in that way. And, and so we can see what's happened today. How does it relate? Cause sometimes mm -hmm. people go, I have no, I can't relate to any of that, but if you can find ways and these are authors that do that to bring it to a contemporary sense, yes. we go, Oh, okay. This is not new per se. Although when we can say something is so out of the ordinary from a historical and biblical perspective, we can say, yeah, this is not of God. This is man's doing. Yes. And now, there's nothing wasted. I don't think in, in God, God's world and creation, anything's wasted. Even if we can look and say, oh my gosh, my heart breaks because this happened. At the same time, you know, you wouldn't trade Michael in for anything. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, the love that he brings and all that you described. Sure. Yeah. He will get glory from everything. Um, but that does not mean that that was his original plan from, from the beginning of time. Um, it's clear that we're, you know, as a preacher, of course, I believe that that we're in a fallen world as a result of decisions of our earliest, you know, ancestors, particularly Adam and Eve, you know, and we've inherited that nature and it's been passed down and men, it didn't take long for mankind to start making terrible decisions. You know, mm -hmm. just look to Cain and Abel and others, things, things escalated quickly in the early world. And, you yeah. know, and society today is still reaping the, um, the harvest from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of the shows I'm looking forward to, I'm planting seeds for you guys. And we, we've talked about this and joked about this. You're, you know, Southern preacher guy with, a, you know, a, a, you know, ministering to a, a lot of folks down there. And yet so many of these, I don't need to pick on Southern churches. I'm, a, I, I'm an adopted <laughs> Southerner. I love this. Out. Yes. Yet you go and see the food that most of these churches are serving or in these, these potlucks. It's like, oh my gosh, are we, uh, can we preach the gospel into the food? Again? <laughs> And how I know that, and I've talked about controversy. We can talk religion and beliefs and dogma and all of that. And yeah, yeah we're okay. And then you start telling people how to eat better. And they're like, oh, don't you dare criticize my eating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. In fact, I have experienced that this week, but on a, in, in a positive way, mm -hmm. uh, just a, a mutual friend of our family, someone who's part of our community was sharing how his doctor had told him he can't have any more red meat. He, he has to make better food choices. And what I said to him, and he was completely on board and really everyone, I, I say things like this too, that they, they, they realize that it's, that it's facts. It's just straight cold facts is that as we're getting older, you know, you just can't eat whatever you feel like mm -hmm. you, you just can't, if you want to be healthy and you want to stay out of the hospital, you want to stay out of the ER and you want to stay off the meds, you just can't 
eat whatever your heart's heart, heart desires. It'll mm -hmm. catch up with you. And, and the guy was like, absolutely. He says, I agree wholeheartedly. It's catching up with me. It's caught up with me. And, I and said, he's willing to do whatever and he he's takes. willing to make changes. Yeah. And so that's part of our, you know, that, that's part of our, our, our community. Yeah. And, you know, Ula has a huge impact in, in, in that way. And she has helped me greatly because, you know, I, I have always made the best food choices and I made a, a very conscious decision over a year ago uh, to get back in the, the gym after a 16 year or so, so absence. And I'm you just are, determined. You are fit. Honestly, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I go four or five times a week, four or five awesome. times a week. Yeah, and I ultimately it is for my family, but also I feel like it's it's good to as a pastor to set a good example. And Amen. so I've made a yeah. very strong decision to say no. I'm just I'm not that. going to keep on this. You know, stay on this course. I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take on board what Ula has learned and mm -hmm. what she's absorbed, and you know. And I'm going to get myself in, in better shape and I'm going to help others as well. So you guys are great examples. And I love that you're the teamwork that you've got. And Ula brings it. I know for a big guy like you, uh, the love yes. for Ula will has transformed you as well. And she's absolutely a lot of life. And we, we love her and appreciate her and you and your whole family. And thank you. Um, Likewise. Likewise. Super Don says the premiere of the preacher and the Polish girl podcast is uh, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Pacific. That's 9 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, you'll be able to get the backstory. That's your starting point. And who knows how it will evolve. I mean, it's the first time, uh, but I'm excited to hear about the journey and be part of it. Yes. And we hope we can continue to make a good impact, a positive one. So yes. thank you for sharing. It's going to be more topical, more organized, because the first episode was just to let the audience get to know yeah. us a little bit better and see where we come from. And, and praying the whole time that Michael would go to bed early. Yes, Yay. and of course they didn't. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to wrap it <laughs> up here, flipping again. But more pierogi, yes. If not that, then more cowbell. But you guys are awesome. <laughs> Love you. Thank you. Love you, Love you guys. Thank Bye. you so much. All right, how cool is that? Again, the family grows, the family expands. Go forth and multiply. Is that what they said, Super Don? You're doing it, Grandpa Super Don. Is that, is that what they said? Who's they? Somebody said that. I think it was in the Bible. Ooh, go forth like and multiply. I, I don't quote yeah. me on that, but I, I've heard it. Uh, <laughs> And the multiplication is what the podcast coming out of the Robert Scott Bell show network. Thanks to super Don and, yep. and Leslie's uh, Tuesdays. Uh, Leslie's on Tuesdays and uh, uh, Ula and Mark are on Thursdays. And um, my, my, the, the next addition to the uh, podcast network will be Lori. I have not had a chance to, to connect with her yet on this. Cause I've had to take one at a time here. Cause I can only, I can only fit one in at a time. Dude, we need help. Seriously. Somebody. Yep. Hello. So Hello. I'll be I'll be chatting it up with uh, with Lori here soon, and we'll okay. uh, we'll figure out when we can add that one to the family as well. Oh, that would be great. Very exciting, y'all. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. We do have a, a story here. We're almost out of time. We get a little to it in the bonus round, uh, and it's about good habits for better health. How to support healthy digestion. That's another thing we were talking about with our uh, Christina asking that question of the day. Digestion assimilation is important, but that's why we focus on whole food forms of these things, so they're not synthetic and artificial. Also, uh, your government, if it is your government, the United States is uh, going to pay Pfizer nearly $2 billion for more Paxlovid in 2023. If Why there's not? any reason to reduce your contribution, so to speak, to a bare minimum and not contribute to the death and destruction and disease and mayhem, uh, there's another example of that as the U.S. is going all in on Pfizer's Paxlovid. $2 billion. Yeah. Oh, it's nothing. Wait, what, what's the uh, so-called national debt? $31 trillion now? 
When is billion, it trillion, trillion who cares okay. anymore, right? Yeah. <sighs> You're so All right, careless. well, let's get out of here for job. 60 seconds. Um, yeah. We come back, we've got the poll of the day. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that turned out. And yeah. um, who knows? Yep, By stick way, around to find out. Screeching tires in the intro uh, for the uh, po- uh, preacher and the Polish girl. I was that was an unvaxxed person that no, I happened to just catch. Yeah, yeah, I was. I yeah. recorded the sound as they were uh, running into the telephone pole. Yes, and thanks as well to Jennifer Sharp and Anecdotals. Go to Anecdotals <laughs> movie. How awesome was that? I love it. We're having a good time here, and we'll continue on. Sixty seconds from now. Shout out to everybody on UK Health Radio. Come on over to robertscatbell.com. Sign up. Or email alerts. Those are newsletters that Superdome puts out. Or text RSB to 22828. And you'll find out that the power to heal is yours. I love the activity of the chat room today. I wish I could pay more attention to it. There's some really good, good uh, commentary, engagement, and it's not just through ours at, at robertshabell.com, but through the social medias that we're not banned on. That's good. That's nice. Just trying to see who else. Uh, you know, going back into the history of cancel culture, I think I saw a comment from uh, Michael Bolden that I think is good and worthy because, as I try to say, as much as we see this like it's new and it's like never happened, it's been part of, I guess, the history of mankind. It just seems to be more in our face in a, in a, in a, in a way right now, because a lot more people are getting canceled, you know, in a very visual way. Uh, so yeah, here I found it. Cancel culture was widespread during the debates over ratification of the constitution too, with one side aggressively pressuring publishers to not print views from the other. So it seems to be, I guess, somewhat not the desirable human nature that I would like when we talk about human nature, but to want to cancel uh, people or, th- or opinions or ideas that you don't agree with. So that's not new super non you've never been engaged in that. You've always been open-minded and welcoming of different ideas and cultures, right? That's your history. Oh wait, no, you said you were a skeptic. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a jerk there uh, at one point. <laughs> I admit it. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've always, I've always felt like I've been, I, I've been a decent person, but I I had a a very bad character flaw, and I was always right, and my job was to prove everybody wrong because I needed to make myself feel better about myself, I guess. But, um, you know, what can I say? Well, you know, and, and I bring it up to learn. In, in any way to berate you for that past, but to actually compliment you on, and also how you're a living example because some people think, People don't change. People are that way all the time, right? We had an interview about that. Uh, I forget who what was the woman's name. She was on with us. Talk, we talking about that very subject. How rare it is to right. break through, break to these uh, on through to the other side, so to speak. It was and a very, it was a very interesting conversation, really, because it? it's like when I threw that at her, she was like, yeah. "Oh no, that doesn't happen." Right, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, really?" Interesting. Well, here's my experience. <laughs> but there are a lot of people, and I say good people that believe that. You you know the, the 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 proverbial a tiger can't change its stripes, for instance. And I said we're not tigers; we're human beings. And there are opportunities and possibilities if you're open to them. And I don't know what Super Don in your history, if you can say there's one thing, you don't have to say a thing about it. But was there one moment? You know, I think you sort of hinted at it. But um, you know, what was there anything that preceded it? Like for me, I talk about honestly and openly about 
petitioning God, praying to God for healing, for instance, you know, please heal me. But it wasn't a lightning bolt from the sky. It was a lot of other things I had. You mean, to what, learn. what was it that, that kicked me in the teeth that made me turn things or, around? Or, or was there a, a petition or a knowledge that you had to say, hey, I really want to break the cycle versus one day you woke up and you hadn't really thought about it, even asking for the help. You know what I'm saying? Like, was there a conscious decision that you said, I don't like myself. I don't like what I'm doing here. Is there, um, it, well, it, it, well, okay. So let's just say that life, uh, mm -hmm. took some turns as a result of my behavior and in a way that I suddenly saw my world crashing down around me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was suddenly alone mm. and I had, I had to figure out how, I, first off, I, I, it just, I, I stopped for a moment, mm -hmm. took a step outside of my own body, right? Mm -hmm. And took a, and managed to look at myself from the outside, looking in and recognize behaviors and things and stuff, you know, that, um, and, and it was, dude, it was like, it was the most gut wrenching thing that I think I've probably ever experienced in my life to, to, to see, you know, to, to get out of your own, your own head and kind of, mm -hmm. and, and just see what, you know, just a pattern of, you know, a, I don't know, a pattern, just a, so a, you, a wake of destruction that I had left yeah. behind me, you know, uh -huh. and and yeah, it was it sucked. It sucked really bad, and mm -hmm. for for many many days of of just kind of going through that in my head and and reflecting on things and the effect that I'd had on people and and how I how I treated people and what a what a just a narcissistic selfish you know uh, person that I was and how I manipulated people. Mm. to make me feel better wow and talking about keeping plates spinning you know i mean but yeah. it's a way of life it was just you know just, just what you do like you, you say know, you, you suffered in loneliness and in, in whatever for days and days some people don't ever get out of that for months or years or a lifetime or more yeah. so for whatever reason something in you you know was sparked opened up to the transformation and change yeah. and i think it comes in in the way you needed to have happen right uh and i'm glad it did because I, that was just a, a nasty well, it's made you who you are why you're so good at what you do in fact you know all the th things i get to tease you about when you you know put a cnn article up even that is reflected in that so you, you know you look at all of these things and you go i'm going to step back i'm not going to be judgy automatically because of it. i'm going to look and see and i'm going to be critical about it at the same time uh i i i look at this transformation and i ask did the sequences of events that led to that so-called awakening and change, did those events happen to you or for you? How do you perceive what happened? Did they happen to you or for you? Um, well, that's, that's an interesting, uh, you, know, you can look back and reflect. That's why I ask. I mean, you're not in the middle yeah. of it. All right. I'll be back in a month. No. Okay. <laughs> um, Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Like I said, you you live and you learn, and I'm by no means a perfect person. You know, it's just I managed to to um, avoid and get out of uh, of destructive. You managed to do something a lot of people don't do. A lot, majority, I would say, based on well, and and you know the conversation that we had with this guest, and I can't remember her name, but um, 
We you talked know, to a was, lot of people. I, 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 it was one of those, in talking to her, I wanted to make sure that at least she entertained the idea that while her focus was on people that were uh, recovering from, uh, you know, toxic the relationships. Abuse. They were, they were on the abusive, that, abusive end. They were that it's not always a, um, a losing situation. It's not always a, there's no coming back from, and, and, you know, um, there, there's the victim, mm -hmm. but sometimes the person that is the, what would you say? The, the offender yeah. uh, can be a victim too, a victim of their own circumstance, a victim sure. of themselves, but they are a human being as well. And there is a, there, you know, they, they need some help. And, well, I think uh, what you're pointing out is, is something I acknowledge as well, that those people that are the abusers have often been abused. And it's part of a pattern that they didn't recognize subconsciously or, you know, unconsciously was programmed into them. And it's a response to it. It doesn't excuse the behavior, but it certainly puts context. And, you know, how do you address that? If they're unwilling to address it, it's not possible. That's what we all conclude. And, you know, and I get it. You know, when you, with the people like most people like that, I think she's right. You know, yeah. you can't tell them that they're, that there's something wrong with them because they're already programmed to reject that notion you know, uh, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. What are you talking about? It's you. Yeah. You're, you're the problem. So mm -hmm. I could see that. But sometimes there's there's people there that they just need a kick in the butt. And yeah. um, there I, there ought to be some, and I'm sure there probably is, some sort of support system for people like that. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, right, interesting so angle we went here with this uh, bonus, this bonus time. <laughs> no, I, I look, I, I get philosophical from time to time. Yeah. I, I just love uh, the the human journey that we're all on and how unique it is. And I love being able to spotlight that uniqueness, how we are all at one, on one level, very different from each other. On another level, we have that great commonality of this experience that we have on this planet. March this brings, up, brings up a good point there. And she says, learn to behavior, same uh, with family with an alcoholic. And I know Marge, Marge has alluded to the fact that she's had some experience uh, with alcoholism in her family. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, and I get that. You know, alcoholism is a, is a really crappy thing. Drug addiction, same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and those are those are difficult ones to overcome. But people do it. Yeah, they do it. However they however they choose to do it, whether it's well, through. I'm curious uh, to hear about that crave kicker for those that are wanting to overcome addictions. I yeah. really want to hear some feedback from y'all. And, and the fifteen percent off is going through January fifth. Uh, it's the RSB fifteen code. Uh, and I thank Sean for making that possible. Crave Cricker K with a K dot uh, com. There it is. Yeah. And Super Don, you'll have to when you're ready to describe your experience with it. I'll try it. If I think I think I've got a shipment coming in to try as well. Well, here here's what happened. He he, he sent some some stuff out so that mm -hmm. we could try it, and uh, it got hung up. And you know, listen, it's it's holiday time. Sure. And mailing is is nuts right now. And so it got hung up in some post office somewhere. So I think it's, no. it's going to get there eventually. Oh, dude, speaking of yeah. post office, let yeah. me, uh, I got a, I got a box in the mail today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jonathan Ward. Really? Let me show you. Are you going to reveal cool. it today or tomorrow with Jonathan? Well, I don't know. By the you way, we wait have until tomorrow. We have Jeffrey Smith and Jonathan E. Moore. And tomorrow. Jonathan E. Moore tomorrow. Great. I'm going to do it now because I'm selfish and I just want to okay, show yeah. you. Go ahead. I'll do it again tomorrow. Go ahead. Be that way. Here's no, no. The, I, uh, what do you got there? Here's the book, the new book that he's got got out right now. Oh, this is another Here. hilarious uh, is, uh, picture book. 
who am I? Will the real Tim Kaine stand up and be accountable? Now, this is who Jonathan will run run against in two years if he declares officially as the the fundraiser is going on, emord4va.com, to go against Tim Kaine. Um, And that'll be a fun journey. So that book is about that a little bit. That's right. Now, he also sent me something here, and I'm guessing this must be just like a being a nice Merry Christmas type of a thing. Okay. Uh, He sent me a book, uh, and it was a historical book about Lafayette. Oh, yeah. I think he mentioned um, he was going to do that. Hold that up. Let's see. Do you have it? My, my son stole it from me, so I don't have okay. it in the studio. No worries. We can and bring it up tomorrow. Th- this, this is really cool here. And yeah. I'll show it again tomorrow just, just because I want to thank him. But yes. He sent me this little box. It looks like a little mm-hmm. crate. And if you can see on the side of it there, it says. Warning munitions. Yes. He sent you a bomb. And so, yeah. <laughs> Has this this cool uh, little top to it? Okay. <sighs> Looks heavy. What do you got there? It's a cannonball paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And plus, if you're ever and, stuck in your office, you can use it as a battering ram. I guess I, I could. The yeah. the lid. Yeah. This cannonball paperweight there. Nice. And on the top of the cannonball, it's etched, and it says, "Be revolutionary." Oh, I love it. How great is that? And the thing is, the cannonball is not light to ship. He didn't go. Well, with here's the thing: yet. it's it's not. I don't think it's an actual cannonball. It's it's heavy and yeah. it's metal. But mm-hmm. I think this can. If it were a true cannonball, it would be really heavy. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't we'll think. Have to I don't, ask him tomorrow about we'll it. Have to ask him tomorrow. Get some more backstory. Jonathan's okay, cool. So now I've got something cool because you know what I want. What I've been trying to do with my background here is to have some kind of like fun, eclectic kind of just like grouping of stuff you know okay. i've got i've got my my negan uh lucille bat here with <laughs> with the you know i've got all my my the, the shows and all that stuff that i've been on and stuff like that i've got r2d2 over here yes in the yes. corner here and now i can have a cannonball as well cannonball. it's not like cannonball and run into the pool it's different that's, right. that's, right. that's so, so cool anyway, leslie I'll, thought i'll think it more. but no that is really cool thank you john we'll talk to jonathan about that tomorrow yeah uh, let's see what else is going on. Leslie says, I would never think you were that way. Super. I'm talking about your back history because you are not even a shadow of that person today. And that's true. I mean, honestly, um, you know what you have become, even as we didn't know you in that time frame. but to reveal that backstory, it's even more fascinating, but it explains a lot of what you're able to do, how you're able to see the world and interact with it in a, a unique way because of what you have come through yourself and your own personal growth and transformation yeah well you know everybody does things however they they end up doing them but i i'm glad i'm glad i did i'm not glad that it got to the point that it did yeah um and it was not fun uh having to reflect and look back on what you know that behavior how that affected other people but you know it sent me off on a different trajectory which is Ultimately, I guess a good thing, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I'm enjoying it. Absolutely. So anyway. anything else on, on today's show? Uh, we should mention that the Trinity School of Natural Health, their next uh, CNHP and CHHP program starting up like January 9th. But if you want to get it at the 2022 rate, get in on it now because that's going to expire soon. So if you want to have the same price for 2022 and 2023 for the CNHP and CHHP program, 
Go to trinityschool.org. I don't know if Superdon has a banner up, but you can always find it going to trinityschool.org and they'll have uh, there's a, a banner on the website. You can go. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Always, always a banner for Trinity on the website. And also, but, I don't know where I got to talk to Kevin about. I, I'm anxious to get some guests on to talk about Folium PX. That's an extraordinary uh, next level. I call it Chernobyl level antioxidant uh, formula. My mom just started it. Uh, Babery was so nice to uh, send her some uh, for a stronger immune system, anti-aging benefits, reduce emotional and physical stress, improve metabolism, helping to reduce free radicals in the body. And I don't know, do we have the code like RSB10, a 10% discount or something on it, I think? Uh, I'm pretty sure, but you go to Folium PX or we have a banner as well, F-O-I-L-F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X.com, mm -hmm. super antioxidant. Talk about super Don and super antioxidants, right? Uh, so that's cool. So there's also, also, mm -hmm. um, I, I need to, I need to alter the banner, uh, okay. slightly, but if you have, you have, you looked at the, uh, the new banner up at robertscottbell.com? Uh, I'm going there now. Uh, let me see here. I got the crave kicker one. I see. Oh, look at that. Finally, we got it. Indigo specs. That's where we got, that's where I got my new, uh, glasses with the blue blockers. And, and as I've said, I've got the, uh, uh, three pairs. And I've got two of the same kind that are more my style. Uh, one of them here, I'm going to, I'm going to show you right now uh, when you get it. Okay. You got it. You said Indico specs, but when you can bring back the, the imagery. So these are the round, I don't know, John Lennon style or whatever is that they said. And it's funny because they all said in that booth, you, you need to get these. I'm like, I would never wear these. You guys are seeing it. And a lot of you like them. Uh, not my wife's favorite, but they're kind of cool. And they're, they're yellowish, you know, for, for blue blocking capacity. And so if you're on the screen, like I am, they're wonderful. Like I said, when I tried them on there at the red pill expo where they were, my eyes just went, ah, this is great. So they have mm -hmm. this pair here that is more clear, but it's still a blue blocker, but you really can't tell much by it. It's got the anti-reflective coat, which is kind of cool. Uh, so the lights don't shine too badly on it. And then I got this pair, which is like going all in, man, this is the thing that makes your eyes go, Oh my gosh, I feel so happy now. Right. And so this is more my style, I guess that I'm used to, but you can see they're very orange in terms of the lens color, but they're the ultimate blue blockers, if you will. Yep. And so you have a variety of things in super. Don, I want to figure out what kind you want to try or what one you want. Well, here's uh, the cool thing. Here, here's the cool deal. I was checking out the website last night mm -hmm. and let me just go back to here. If you go to the, Banner the are amazing. I'm like, yeah. I know. Well, what is it? It's clear, the clear yellow and the yeah. orange. Correct. And yeah. it's like the clear takes out some of the blue light, the or yeah. the yellow more, the yeah. orange all. Yeah. Um, but if you click on the banner, it takes you to the website here. They got this cool picture of a dog wearing glasses. Yeah. Go ahead and full screen it. I mean, you know, yeah. come on. It's a dog wearing yes. glasses. That's awesome. Anyway, so you, uh, you go down, you take a look at these glasses and I found out, cause you know, one of the things that what I do is, mm -hmm. you know, I wear contacts. Yeah. Um, I probably should go in and get a new prescription, but I'm lazy. So I, what I do is during the show, when I'm looking at the computer and I, you know, stuff like that, these are reading glasses that I'm wearing. Oh, okay. And yeah. so, so you can get them replaced easily. Well, yeah. Cause these are readers. If you take a look at, you know, I only these here, you know, like, so I think this is kind of like the frame of the yellow ones that you were, that you're wearing here. Yeah. Right. So Different you click colors. on that. Yeah. And you can get the uh, type of tint, clear, yellow, orange. Cool. Right. And they do have reading glasses. 
So you can do the the magnification. And you know that you your want. magnification and immediately. You can wear them with your contacts. Exactly, and so it was just a case of just getting a pair and just having them. Of course, the they they start at two point on the magnification. Okay. I don't know if that's. I think I might be below two point but okay. I well, can I can live with two point Yeah. But so we'll in any case, out. and now the, here's the thing: I, I need to get clarification on. Okay. It looks like you can also get prescription glasses. Okay. With these frames here, according to what I'm looking at here, mm -hmm. and you can upload your your prescription here. So if you have a prescription, an mm -hmm. eyeglass prescription, it looks like yeah, you can get prescription glasses as well. I didn't ask them if that's what they're offering, but I tell you what, they did it. I sent in my prescription and they nailed it. Even the progressive lenses is like incredible what they did. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like looking at things that people are doing from China. You know, they're going. Honestly, a lot of these companies are trying to save you right. money. They're going from China. These are American style, American made. Yep. So you guys, I, I want to support them. They support the Red Pill Expo and G. Edward Griffin. They're in North Carolina, made in North Carolina. And um, I think the R I think they're doing an RSB 10 code too, 10%. And off. that's it. And I'm, I'm going to get that on the banner okay? Um, so that people can see that. But RSB 10 gets you 10% off. Okay. So this is a, an American company, American made, made in North Carolina. I really want you to support them. If you're thinking about getting some readers or you'll have to reach out if they're really doing prescriptions too for everybody. I just don't know, uh, but I've been anxiously awaiting. They were setting up this online store. They didn't have one. I said to them, you know, we were so, I just enjoyed them so much uh, when we were together at the Red Pill Expo. I said, not only do I want to get some, but I'd love to tell the world about what you're doing. And the fact that you guys are real patriots and, and support, you know, uh, the freedoms that we support and you support G. Edward Griffin and the Red Pill Expo. I thought, you guys are a great business. I'd love to have uh, you guys and gals out there supporting them too. Everybody that has or needs readers or glasses. So cool. Thanks, Super D, for getting that up. That yep. was really quick. I think they had just sent that through yesterday. So indigospecs.com, indigospecs.com, S P E C S. Uh, dot com, RSB 10, 10% discount. So more All right, so I, got, I got two more things to do here. Okay. What is it? Poll of the day. Yes. What's our today poll question? Do you prefer a cold or a warm December holiday? Well, I don't think we have a choice, Super D, you and me. <laughs> well, it didn't ask you, do you have a choice? <laughs> it asked you, what do you prefer? Mm. Now, I can tell you, uh, me personally, growing up, I, I uh, up until just a few years ago, I had never experienced a warm December holiday. That was just weird. It was just like, you know, it's like, what are you talking about? A warm December holiday. It had always been cold because I'd lived on the West Coast mm -hmm. um, for the most part. And so the idea of a warm Christmas is just kind of like, I don't even know what you're talking about. That until until I lived in Louisiana. Oh, then you had a warm Christmas, right? Then it was like 80 degrees. Wow. <laughs> and Christmas and it was the weirdest thing, but it was kind of cool. Actually, mm -hmm. it was kind of fun. Um, and same thing when I was in Arkansas, mm -hmm. um, I know you ha had pretty much a warm Christmas. A lot of years in Florida. A lot of yeah. years, right? I mean, it, it was our norm. Of course, in Georgia for many years, you'd have kind of a middling, could be cold, could be mild, could be warm. Anything in, in Georgia could happen, yeah. but mostly cold, not many white Christmases. I think this year we've already, you know, beating the, the white Christmas. I mean, I think we got, I got to, I got to say though, living somewhere where you have a warm Christmas, it must be weird to be singing songs like I'm dreaming of a white Christmas or jingle bells. Cause there is none of that going on because it's like 80 degrees outside. And so it's almost kind of like 
counter to what you know Christmas carols and all that kind of stuff is all about. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know. I, I think it might be mixed here, but, but let me ask you, Robert. Now that you are are living in a place where it snows yeah. during Christmas, I, I, um, has anything changed for you? Do you what is your preference? I like what Marge said. She says cold, but only on Christmas Day. That's <laughs> <laughs> so one day, and uh, tomorrow will be eighty degrees. Yes, you know, I, I, I'm, it's not one of my highest priorities in terms. Of, I just deal with what I got, but I yeah it's because of my habit, Come on now, I, I would tend to be. I wouldn't mind Christmas at the beach where it's warm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. So what do you think people said? Well, from Australia, that's all they get because it's summertime for them. But I would True. say, huh. good Lord, this is a mix, man. It's going to be close to 50-50. That's my You think so? Closer to 50-50. I mean, okay. I, my tendency would be warm, but okay, yeah, so warm one. Yeah. 73% of people said they prefer a warm December holiday. Okay. I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah. In the Northern Hemisphere, you think you'd just, just roll with the cold, but not so much. A snow-free Christmas, huh? I don't want my jingle bells freezing off. No. <laughs> oh, oh, Lori, that's a jingle bells and over the river are Thanksgiving songs and not Christmas songs. <laughs> okay. What are you going to do with your chestnuts if you're not roasting them over an open fire? Right. I know. You yeah, put them in the air out fryer on or something. Beach might get arrested that's not it's roasting in the air fryer <laughs> in an air fryer <laughs> oh my gosh what a show great show wonderful show thank you all thank you jennifer sharp thank you to the preacher and the polish girl mark and ula tinsley fine funny you, you had one more thing in here what one more, one thing? more thing okay one more thing i just want to honor pat who wrote in oh who has her own podcast actually Okay. Uh, she had a little sleep. Now, have you noticed that when you're using the Cardio Miracle, mm-hmm. that you open the lid, and this yeah. happens to me on a regular. You got I've had, I've actually, I've developed a technique, a different technique than her. Okay. But have you ever noticed you like unscrew the lid and you're like looking in and you're going to think and the powder comes through? Yes. And yeah. it makes you just sneeze your brains out um, every time that you open the canister. So mm-hmm. uh, Pat wrote in and she wanted to let everybody know that uh, if you have trouble with the powdery nature of Cardio Miracle flying up your nose, uh, she, she suggests you just tear or cut off like a third of the seal that goes across the top okay. rather than just taking the whole thing off. That's what oh, I do. I just take the whole right. thing off. Yeah. And that way the scoop just fits in and yeah. keeps the, the dust the from dust flying up your nose. Nicely yeah. done, Pat. Well done. She's good. Yeah. She is good. Like it. How, how do you avoid or do you just sneeze like I do? Oh, I don't sneeze. I just kind of like hold my breath so I don't breathe it in. Okay. You know, I, don't, I don't cough or sneeze on it. And I just move on over to the other side of the room and pour it in and shake, you know, uh, stir in the water or whatever. So, I, right. yeah, because I'll take my glass and I'll take, you know, the scoop, put it in. And you're and doing it I got way out echo, here. Yeah. And I got my yes. echo water, press it, put it in there. And then I start stirring it up. And then I drink my echo water with my, uh, my cardio miracle. Gotcha. Before I go to work out. Well, thank you for the for the for the the tip. Yeah, because uh, that's a good one. I hadn't thought about doing that. I might do that on the next one. Yeah. Leslie, warm. We're getting old. We don't like the snow and freezing temps anymore, you boys. Homesteading in the snow—that would be extra fun, wouldn't it? Is that somebody's new podcast title? Homesteading in the snow. Yeah. Yes. Or it's coffee and cannonballs, Leslie with Leslie. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you all for being here once again. Uh, God willing, 22 hours or less from now, we will be back with Jonathan E. Mord, Sacred Fire of Liberty, and then our good friend Jeffrey Smith. 
Institute for Responsible Technology and more. We love Jeffrey and the GMO uh, uh, battle he's been uh, forging to beat him back, and he does so well. Uh, so we'll get some updates there. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate your you being here and your support. And uh, be everybody, be sure to check out the uh, podcast tomorrow for the uh, preacher and the Polish girl. And we will be back tomorrow. Rocking. Mm-hmm.